Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 818. Uh, our first show from San Diego Comic Con, which was fantastic. Thank you if you come out every year. This people coming out to the Balboa to see us. It's a beautiful theater. Uh, the crowds are amazing. Comic Con was a was so much fun this year. That Marvel panel just <laughs> blew me off the rails, man. <laughs> Everything about I sort it. of wish Santa Claus had just wandered out and just thrown the information at people. I mean, the Black Panther cast and finding out that Taika Waititi is directing Thor Ragnarok. The best thing ever. <laughs> seeing all like nine minutes of Doctor Strange and having. Benedict there and Tilda Swinton and everyone and then uh, uh, seeing the the Guardians footage was oh, be incredible so and the Spider Man Homecoming yeah. it's it's like a John Hughes movie they got, like, they got us excited for another Spider Man movie they did it they so figured excited. it out so 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 excited to to see all, all that stuff uh, so thank you if you came out this episode was Tatiana Maslany of uh, Orphan, Orphan Black. Black and then also Danny McBride and Walton Goggins and Joni Hill who are all on Vice Principals and which are is on all- HBO. Also, National Treasures. Yes. Uh, Vice Principals is Sundays at 10 p.m. on HBO and HBO Go, HBO Now. And uh, you can watch full episodes of Orphan Black on bbcamerica.com. Uh, fantastic guests. Good crowd. Uh, no complaints at all. Mm-mm. Kyle Clark. Good. Where were you? I Comic-Con? had a bunch of shows in L.A. that weekend that no one came to because everyone was at Comic-Con. Uh, here's episode number 818, San Diego Comic-Con with Tatiana Maslany, Walton Goggins, Jody Hill, Danny McBride, Matt Myra, Jonah Ray. Katie Levine up in the balcony recording everything. Katie, please roll the thing. Now entering Nerdist.com. This is my good friend, Matt Myra, everybody. And this is the uh, new host of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Jonah Ray. <laughs> Thank you. I am, I am skipping the Mystery Science Theater panel for you guys. So I've been fired and I'm looking for work. Is that, are you really skipping that panel? Is that happening now? Yeah, but this is a standing engagement. Like, what is this, the fifth year we've done this? 700th year. 700th year doing this. Uh, we, 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 we really appreciate it. And we're doing the, our annual riff and kill time until Chris gets here. Yeah. 
Yeah, every year it gets tighter and tighter. He does panels until yeah, now. Yeah, I agree, man. It does get tighter and tighter. <laughs> so, no doubt about that, dog. Is that Pussy Talking Gentleman? I don't know anymore. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, what? Do you have a question? I can answer it. How was fish last night? Fucking was... awesome, bro. That's my favorite fish jam. I like it better than actual fish jam. That's disgusting. I know. Just like, just how was that show? How was the how was the Pahish show? It was my first fish show. Yeah, I had never been before, and I uh, I said to my buddy Kula, I said, "Yeah, I'll go to fish with you." Not realizing it was the weekend of Comic Con, so I drove to Comic Con. I got here Wednesday, Thursday night. I was like, "Shit, that show is tomorrow. Do I want to deal with bullshit the five traffic during the day?" And the answer to that was no. <laughs> right? So, we can all agree on the five being not good. <laughs> no, so I drove home Thursday night, and then I went to the fish show Friday night, and then at, as soon as uh, fish was over at 12.35 in the morning, I They drove. party hard, fish. They, they will play. They will play till the next day, fish. Yeah, and Trey shows up on time for his shows. Uh, <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> it was... It was, a, it was a great show. It was at the Forum, uh, and then I drove down here and got in at 3 o'clock in the morning. Nice. You know what you missed while what, you were gone? What did I miss? I, I went to a, uh, a party, Yeah. and uh, fucking Hodor was DJing at it. Hodor was playing some straight-up EDM, hardcore EDM music. He has, like, a ton of tattoos. Hodor. Really? I was not Hold aware. Door. Hold door. Yeah. Yes. You might know him from his Christian name, Hold the Door. But, uh, <laughs> but, but so Hodor is just, and people are going off. People just like jumping up and down. There's smoke coming from the ceiling. And then he like brings wait, it down. Wait, wait, wait. Like, you know, the, the fog. snow. What? Just fog? Snow. It said smoke. Didn't he say snow? I don't know what you're saying. No. So it's fogs coming down from the ceiling. Fogs coming Coders down the ceiling. People are going crazy. And then he does that thing where, like, you know, the beat kind of drops down. And then, like, he gets on the microphone. I think he's, like, Danish or something like that. That and sounds he, about right. Yeah. And then he goes, he's like, we all having good time tonight. And then uh, a bunch of people go, hold door. <laughs> and then he does this. And then turns the music back up. <laughs> and that's the rest of his life. Oh. <laughs> I say embrace it. I, you know, I just think it's uh, fun that he has an extracurricular career. Uh, that was his original career, it turns out. Does he just turns dis- out he's been like a DJ, like a successful DJ for 20 years. Oh, poor guy now. Because that's now the rest of his life. It's just being Hodor. <laughs> Hodor. Man, <laughs> what I would give to be a Hodor. <laughs> what, uh, so you've been here since Wednesday? Yeah, I got here Wednesday. I, uh, I, I got to make a beer with... Uh, with Stone Brewing Company in San Diego oh. for HopCon. Yeah. Our, buddy, uh, our buddy Will Wheaton has been doing it for years and years. Yeah, Will's, Will's, a real, real, Will's a real beer nut, that guy. Yeah. Loves his beer. And so he put me in touch with them, and I got to make a Pog beer. Uh, Pog's the fun game from the 90s. No, 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 my friend. Pog is a juice, passion orange guava juice, very popular in Hawaii. And that's where it got its name from. The game of Pogs, because it was the cap on the bottle of the juice. So people would use it, and that's why they're called Pogs. What? Yeah. 
This is some small kind Hawaiian history, brother. Someone go on Snopes. I don't buy this. It's going to say true. <laughs> Mostly true. Uh, so how did your beer turn out? It turned out great. Uh, everyone, it's t- it tasted like Pog. It was a wheat beer. It was a 4.5 ABV, which means not too... Not too much uh, alcohol yeah. in there. So, uh, but everyone, and it was, real, it was a real bummer because everyone was like, this is great. You can have this for breakfast. And I was like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> but uh, there are points in your life where that would have been totally awesome. Beer for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was real awesome. I thought I'd try it. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, 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 Bobak from uh, NASA, JPL. From JPL. JPL. But it's on the NASA campus. Is it not? Yeah. Snopes! <laughs> um, and he was there, and he made, he made a beer. It was like a, a waffle and maple syrup beer. And I'll tell you this. He's good at space. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at space. He's good at space. But the motherfucker can't brew a beer. <laughs> it was awful, and he admitted it. I was like, I haven't tried your beer yet. He's like, don't. And then he flashed me those pearly whites with that mohawk, and I said, I love you, space man. Yeah. So, okay, so you had your beer, you had your beer, you brewed, you did that. Yeah, that was Wednesday night, got here on Thursday. Yeah. And then, uh, and didn't just, I went to the uh, Feral Audio podcast uh, uh, panel at Hall H. There was about that many people that clapped. That's how many people were there. Is that true? <laughs> no, it was, it's hard to say. Hall H is gigantic. Yeah. And it wasn't full, so it's hard to say if there was like 20 people there. Because it felt like that. Because that yeah. place is just a gigantic... Well, it seats 7,000, so if there's 2,000 people, it's going to feel empty. It wasn't 2,000. Oh. <laughs> it's probably yeah. like 5,000. Yeah, yeah. But then I, then I, uh, then I went to the uh, Silicon Valley panel. Uh, did anyone else go to that? Did anyone go to that? Man, that might have been one of the best comedy shows I've been to in a while. And oh, it really, sure. And it really shows that Mike Judge is like not quick on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, he shows up late and... Uh, uh, Kumel and Middleditch just they're, they're going they're like it's like where, where were you he's like uh, uh, there's nothing, nothing. Just, there's traffic <laughs> and then they, and they and they're like they're like good one Mike <laughs> good one comedy genius coming out of the gate with uh, I don't know <laughs> uh, but that was a that was a fantastic panel and then uh, we had the meltdown show last night uh, anyone go to that one it's been a, it's been my busiest uh, Comic Con. It's uh, been my least busiest Comic-Con, because I got to leave chips, for right? an entire day to go to a fish concert. Yeah, man. <laughs> Living the dream. I, you know, I had to go see my dog, say hello to Bo. Yeah, start that fire. Yep, I started a fire in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm missing tonight? I, I, I bought tickets right when they came out, not noticing it was the same date as yeah. uh, Comic-Con. I'm missing Weird out the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, uh, that was last night, too. Yeah, last night, too. Real you- bummer. I uh, haven't seen him live since two tours ago, but it was as good as it was when I saw him in 1991. He is the best. He's ageless. He is. I feel like he sleeps in some sort of chamber. Yeah. That I, 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 all you only have access to if you you're know what it is. Al. Yeah. Healthy living. No, it's not. Vegetarian. I don't understand. He's a vegetarian. What do you do with that? How does you just that work? Don't, you don't eat meat. I don't get it. No, no, vegetarian. I, that doesn't make any sense. You know, like, you know, you know, meat stuff. Animals? Okay, okay. Well, let's say this. Okay, so you got a hamburger. No, no, no. You can oh, eat that. No, you can't eat the hamburger. But you can have it without the beef inside the beef patty. That's that's the meat I was talking about earlier. What? No meat. You can have the meat. No, no, no meat. Vegetables. I don't understand products. this. All right, I'll start from the top. Yep. In the beginning, there was darkness and lightness. 
started too far back. What? No. Okay, I'll fast forward it. Cain said unto Abel. <laughs> Skip ahead. Skip ahead? Yep. Okay. Um, Star Wars. <laughs> Is that too far? That's the, good. No, it's, that's, yeah, that's I, about right. I yeah, think. I tried to go a long, long time ago. Vegetarianism started in the 70s. Yes, right? it that's did. As far as I know. The hippies. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's a good-looking guy, that weirdo. Uh, I, uh, my wife and I uh, have... My uh, wife! My wife! <laughs> my wife! Uh, we uh, have been doing IVF. What's that? It's a in vitro fertilization. We're trying to... Hey! You're going to have a robot baby. We're trying to make a baby. I didn't know you guys were having threesomes with science. Oh. <laughs> it is hot, and it is heavy. <laughs> and... Clinical as fuck. <laughs> oh, it's it, we go to this place in like Brentwood, like this really fancy, Ooh, fancy pants place. The problem, it's true. Uh, I jerk off a mile from the murder scene to make my baby. Uh, Matt Myra, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like very. It's a very expensive <laughs> location. And sometimes it's Rockingham. Sometimes yeah, it's figure Bundy. It out, figure it out. Figure it out. Um, but uh, we had to do it because. Uh, my wife, everything's. She's my thirty-nine. Wife. She's thirty-nine. She's thirty-nine years old. So she was worried, like, "Oh my god, this maybe we haven't gotten pregnant the natural way because of me." And I was What's like, "What's the natural way, Matt? You when a man loves a woman, start further back. They eat meat. Yay! Uh, if you catch my trip. Uh, no, but so, like, we were, like, she was, like, insistent that, oh, it's me, it's me, I'm 39, I'm old, my yeah. eggs are old. I was, like, it's not you. Uh, I guarantee you it's, it's, it's Chubby McGee, this guy. Wait, is that you or him? The, oh. <laughs> Ding. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but it was, like, so she's, like, okay, we got to figure this out. So we, should, we, we go to a, 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 a specialist doctor who will then recommend what, what, what it is we should do and uh, so I have to go get tested she gets to everything with her is great she's perfectly healthy her uterus is that of a 27 year old so I'm like fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dog. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I get a call from my my urologist Dr. Kim and uh, he goes uh, he goes hey Matt uh, we got the we got the results oh boy I'm like all right he goes, uh, we just, your sperm count is a million? And I go, fuck yeah, it's a million. Yeah, it's a lot. And then he goes, uh, normal is between 80 and 120 million. Oh, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> wow. Wow, Matt. That's a big difference, Matt. It's huge. That's a big difference. It's insane. Because like a million, that's like a lot. There's not even a million people here. Yeah. So like but when you hear by how a much... million of anything, you're like, I have so much fucking sperm. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I could tell, too. And then he's like, but normal is 80 to 120 million. Why don't our dicks explode when we come then? It just doesn't make any sense. It just seems like if that happens, they just go, ah! <laughs> That's them escaping. I'm going to make you a shirt that says, a million ain't bad, baby. (laughs) So so it turns out it's me. I was right. And uh, (laughs) we have to do... How did... How did your, uh, your, your Catholic guilt deal with the fact that it was your fault? 
Well, it was my Catholic guilt versus her Jewish guilt, right? Oh, so man. It's like Captain America Civil War. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, both these teams are full of a lot of talent, and I, I don't know who I'm going to pick. Yeah. There's no right side, yeah. uh, just that there is one God. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we, so it was like, you have to do this thing called ICSI. Uh, Sounds gross. It is icky. <laughs> but they literally will take one, they take one little guy, one sperm cell. One out of a million. And, and, and just shove it in the egg with like a needle. Wow, so it's with still kind of like sex. With a, tiny, <laughs> with a tiny needle. Do they light candles before they do this? You know... What's interesting, so we go to this place in, in Brentwood, and it's, like, very fancy, like, frosted glass, thick walls, and, like, everything's, like, very clean, and it's, <laughs> like, this new... It's like, it's like you're on a spaceship to make a baby in a lab. Yeah. yeah. And then everything's wonderful, except when they say, okay, Matt, uh, right in here, and you, they take you to the jerk-off room where you have to produce a sample and it is that is the clinical term for it? I don't know what it's called. It should be called the shit room cuz it's it, you open a drawer and it the porn magazines are stacked M- so high and they are in worse shape than the ones I would find in the woods as a kid. Yeah. Now what's a, ma- a magazine magazine? Is that it's, like uh, is like that- the internet printed out and bound <laughs> together. That's a great idea. Yeah. But they all were like, they're terrible. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to touch those. I slide that drawer closed. I pull, I pull open the bottom drawer, which is full of DVDs. And the titles in this place, I had my choice of nine anal titans movies. Wait. Yep. So, anal titans. Volume one. Through. Nine. I mean, after six, it's like they're not that good. <laughs> they kind of mess up the. Uh, and there's the like story. one chair with like a pad on it that you would put down for your puppy if you're Wait, training. Hold up. Yep. Only anal. It was insane. It was like disgusting pornography. So it was like anal titans and then like choke masters seven. <laughs> That's my favorite Robert England movie. <laughs> Uh, so it's just like I, so what'd you do I, I brought my phone yeah because I can access the yeah, internet to take some selfies You'd and then just check off yeah, that yeah, yeah. well it was funny it was like yeah. uh, I, would, I would take a picture of the, all the Anal Titans movies and send them to my wife and say this is what I'm working with today <laughs> <laughs> and then she says ooh three <laughs> But it was uh, good. So we got the, we just finished this whole process last week. So we got, so out of her, we got 18 eggs. Yeah. Which is good for her being 39. And then 15 of them were mature. And then from there, it goes down to like 12 of them fertilized. Mm. Even though they, and then, uh, <laughs> not done yet. Of those 12, so they, you have to get to like day six yeah. or day five, blastocyst is what they call it. Blasts. <laughs> Blast! Uh, so we we got four out of that. The whole the whole kit and caboodle. So you got four. four. We have four that are being genetically tested, and then we're gonna pick the best one, and uh, that's gonna go in. This is so romantic. <laughs> oh my god, the miracle! <laughs> but it's just that's like, incredible. Do you, do you, yeah. you, you feel good about it? I feel. I, um, I we'll find out about the results next week because it could be like oh, this one. You don't want this one. Yeah. You this, wanna, this, this, this one, one is going to be a racist, so you might want to avoid yeah. that egg. This, this one. one. 
I got to tell you, this one definitely from Boston. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> a backwards one. baseball cap. <laughs> Uh, but it's like, and then, you know, we're talking about like, oh, do we want to go boy, girl? Do we, what do we want to do there? How many do we want to implant into my wife? And I'm like, it's, you're carrying them. You can do whatever you want. If you want one, go for it. Two. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Well, no. Four. Yes. Yeah. Because you got to figure four in there. So we think, we think what, kind of dad, what kind of dad are you going to be? The coolest dad in the world. <laughs> mm, those are usually the worst dads. Oh, no. Those are real bad dads, those guys. What do guys. you mean? Yeah. I'm going to be like, I'll be at your birthday party, but I agreed to go to this fish concert. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'll bring you a, a souvenir. <laughs> it's a lollipop made of weed, bro. Hey, man. Cool dad. Uh, no, I think, I'll be, I think I'll be a decent dad. You yeah. Know? I got the, I've had. Uh, I don't know. Oh. You really. I'm no. listening. Okay, go ahead, Jonah. Whatever. We're in a safe space. We are. We're here with friends. <laughs> now, I want everyone to be honest. Uh-huh. Clap if you think Matt's going to be a good dad. <laughs> Wait, did someone... I, got, I have some... I ha- there's some bonobos here. <laughs> I uh, heard someone go whoop, whoop. Yeah. Uh, are you with uh, the ICP, sir? <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's, what they, that's their... That's their thing? Yeah. ICP? Yep. I only know that from Howard Stern. Are you down with ICP? Uh, I'm, I enjoy every gathering of all the juggalos. Yeah. What if your kid... Oh, no. <laughs> what if your kid... Oh, now, you, yeah, so being you. a dad means love unconditionally. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that. We're all aware. We all read that? Yeah. We all agree? Okay. What if your kid turns out to be like a juggalo? Turns out to be like a juggalo or a juggalo. Well, I did imagine there's going to be some new iteration of juggalo by the time this kid is yeah, of getting age. into music. I don't. A juggalo. I, Matt. Yeah. A juggalo. Ah, uh, I don't like what define unconditional love. <laughs> You're going to be a great dad. <laughs> I have a lot of conditions. <laughs> I was like, it was funny because like I was talking, my wife is also left-handed, and I was like, what are the chances of uh, getting a left-handed child out of this? Because these guitars got to go to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not being used now. <laughs> <laughs> I play them. Yeah. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, what do you, do you think... So the room yeah. that you have all your guitars My in, isn't office. that, isn't that where the, the, the baby room would be? No, we're going to make Dory's office the baby room. Mm, patriarchy at work here. She's the one that works from home. I don't. No, she doesn't. She doesn't? No. Does she write books? Yeah. We yeah. haven't talked in a long time, In Matt. the morning. So I hear from you're home. married. <laughs> yeah, I'm married, Jonah. I did. My wife, yeah, my wife wrote a book, and it comes out in April. She wrote a novel. That's great. Yeah. What's it called? It's called uh, Startup, uh, and uh, it comes out. Uh, Hold in, on. Yes. A text from Chris Harwick. What is he saying? Almost there. What does that mean? What does that even mean? He's jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Try Anal Titan 7, Chris. Yeah. Trust me. Act 2 is amazing. Yeah. Well, I really like it. Um, <laughs> it's the TARDIS of anuses. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. Here. Here. Here? You really had to spell it out for people. I was spelling it out for the character of Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? There is, th- this, this would be, a, a, if he's almost here, let's take a couple questions because uh, usually. Uh, oh, we can get real about shit. We guys. can get real. If you, you have guys, any questions about Chris Harwick, we can answer them. 
Actually, for our safety, don't ask any questions about Chris Hardwick. Uh, ask everyone, anything you want. Ask anything you want. Nope. Well, okay, you can't all ask at the same time. Make eye contact before you speak with each other. Gen- what about Jenny McCarthy? Did he fuck her? Probably. Yeah. I mean, you work together that long, it's bound to happen, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's why he has some issues with her. What has Boston Batman? Oh, my God. I forgot about Boston Batman. Man. Who, which of us was Boston Batman? I don't even... I was? Sounds fucking right, bro. Uh, yeah, who was? Who, I, apparently it was me. Probably you, yeah. yeah. I have a thick Boston accent yeah. sometimes. I, I, I get, I would, I'm afraid to do Boston accents around you because uh, you would call me out for not doing it too well. Yeah, if you're not doing it great, I'm not going to Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm from Boston. To me, that sounds perfect. You kind of nailed it there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Boston Batman's out. Yeah, just look. Oh, he's, you know, he's being. Uh, what, what's, ready? what's your deal? Hey, bro. Yeah. What's your yeah? What's your deal with Superman? Like, why are you guys fighting? Nah, all kid. Time? I just uh, he's fucking flying around like a queer. Yeah. I don't get it. That's ba- Batman, Boston. No, Boston Batman. No. I, I no, no, Alfred, no, we don't. Alfred, Alfred, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. No, I, what? It, Flying around like fucking queer. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay, please. I'm Batman. Boston Batman. Yeah, I know who you are. You say it I'm all the time. I'm going to Fenway later. Okay. Yeah. What's happening over gonna, there? I'm going over there like four or five five there. I'm sorry. What? Don't worry about it. Check my fucking Google Calendar. It's in there, Alfred. You shouldn't. You're Batman. You shouldn't have a Google Calendar. No, it's very secure. No, that could be. Ha- I got it set up at the window store. Oh my god. You went to a window store? Yeah, bruh. At Copley Place. <laughs> I took the Batmobile down. No, you shouldn't be doing that. What are you saying? You shouldn't be going into public places and then going and signing up for Google. But I didn't know I wasn't wearing the Bat costume. But you were in the Batmobile? What? Oh, shit. <laughs> you got to be more careful, Boston Batman. <laughs> oh, man. Alfred, we got to move. <laughs> where, where are we going to go? They have our address. No, should we go to, like, uh, New York? Ah, fuck New York. What? <laughs> Yankees suck, bro. Boston Batman does not go to New York. Yeah, no, but that's I don't like, give a fuck what's going down down there. We are not going. Let it. Let the queer soups. He can okay, do that. Batman, please. Let him do that. Please stop. Calling. I don't give a shit stop. about what happens in New York. I am Boston Batman. So you only want to take care of. Boston. I deal with Boston, Dorchester, maybe go as far as Burlington. What I mean, what if like you can help? What if you're on a trip somewhere in some other? Where would I be? Why would I have to leave? Because go on a vacation. You work. Well, out. I don't vacation. I'm in Boston, bro. Everywhere's a vacation. <laughs> I go to Newberry Street, all those fancy shops. I go in there. I say, hey, I'm Batman. No, don't do that. You can't keep on telling people you're Batman. What are you talking about? They give me all sorts of free shit. Because they're scared of you. Well, you what? can afford it. You're Bruce Wayne. But they don't need to know that, right? They already do. Oh, shit. That was That's Boston, Boston Batman. Batman. <laughs> That's what Batman. <laughs> That's what Boston Batman's up to. You know what's so great? Uh, yeah. It's uh, when you're a straight man, it's yeah. uh, a real easy job. <laughs> yeah. What? That's crazy. <laughs> then what'd you do? Say something funny. Uh, oh, no. Hey. Oh, God. That was. <laughs> Hello. What are you guys doing? Uh, we were just talking about. Just being cool. Stuff. We were just being cool. Just Don't hanging out. Katie, cut the first 30 minutes. Uh, 
<laughs> you didn't even have to say that. You're going to do it anyway. Uh, I'm not going to cut you guys. Oh. Um, I, I'm so sorry. I just literally got off stage from the Marvel panel and ran over here. Uh, it was Bro, a- tell us what happened at the Marvel panel. Well, there was a lot of really great stuff, Matt. There was a lot of really great stuff. Yo, I heard they had the Thor, the Thor, the Hulk's armor from Thor. They shush. They had uh, <laughs> so it started coming with, out coming out real aggressive, Chris. <laughs> First, you're running just to show off that you can run. Yeah, whatever. Why was I that showing up? That's what I heard. Is that not true? <laughs> yeah, there was no Marvel panel. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. There was uh, uh, Black Panther. They showed Black Panther, uh-huh. and they announced that. Uh, Denai Gurira has been added to the cast of uh, Black Panther. They are really loading that thing up. It's amazing, yeah. And then uh, they showed... Uh, do you know Taika Waititi is directing yes, Thor? Thor yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they showed a sketch of uh, what Thor and, and Banner were doing, why they weren't in Civil War. So uh-huh. it was kind of shot like a documentary. Oh, nice. And then it was re- really funny. And then uh, this incredible Doctor Strange thing. Uh, and Bennett was there. They showed like nine minutes of footage from the movie Jeez. and then a trailer. Uh, He'll see it online when you walk out of here, or in the middle of the show. It depends. <laughs> I know. What I'm kind sorry. Of person you are. I hope I didn't make you regret coming here. Like, why yeah, didn't yeah. we go to Hollywood? All of a sudden, everyone's faces just start glowing uh, with the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> then they showed uh, some stuff from Spider-Man: Homecoming, which looks great because the spin on it is kind of John Hughesy. It's a high school, like a John Hughesy high school movie. Rad. It's great. And then, uh, and then Guardians Two. Yeah, uh, nice. Guardians Two. And now we can finally say that our good friend, Steve Agee... Steve Agee is... uh, Yeah, he's a Ravager. He's a Ravager. So Steve Agee is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Kurt Russell was there, too. Yeah. Uh, He's playing uh, Star-Lord's dad. And then... uh, then I hope he plays it like Jack Burton. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Jack Burton. Uh, And then uh, they announced uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Whoa! Uh, And she came out. That's great. It's amazing. So... That's everything that happened. I walked out. I ran out and got, and there was, I saw this other guy running alongside me, and he goes, hey, I just got on the panel. I go, I'm sorry, I can't stop. I got to keep running. He goes, I'm going to your show too. So I'm like, get the fuck in the pedicab. Let's go. And so we, <laughs> Daniel, this kid Daniel was in Hall H, so Daniel, I hopefully got in. Uh, I love you. So I, Did you make him pay for the pedicab? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you get it. I got to go on the, yeah, the show. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, won't, I don't pay. For, no, I, I don't want it. people to pay to take my picture, but if it wants to ride a pedicab, I got to make him pay for that. <laughs> uh, no, I covered it. But I'm going to shut up talking because we have a special guest backstage that is waiting to come out who's been very gracious. Please welcome Tatiana Maslany. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's so good to see you. It's good to see you too. You know, the last time we got to actually sit down and talk with you at length was when we were doing the uh, the Nerdist TV show for BBC America. You had just started Orphan Black at yeah, that point. Yeah, and I don't think I'd done any press about it. No. I just remember watching it back and saying like about 500 times. <laughs> I was so nervous. I don't think anyone, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, I think you get more in your head about that than yeah. any, I don't think anyone noticed. I just know that right away after the first episode, People were like, have you seen Orphan Black? Have you seen the show Orphan Black? Mm. You know, BBC America hadn't really done its own original programming at that point like that. And so how has this journey been for you from there to now nominated for an Emmy? Mm-hmm. For Best, okay. best Actress in a Dramatic okay. Series. Yeah, it's been... Uh, 
amazing. I mean, really surreal to come back to Comic-Con every year and see uh, the audience for our show kind of growing and more cosplay happening. And uh, yeah, it's totally surreal. There's so many different cosplays on your show that yes. people people could take up. Specific. Very, Very specific. specific. <laughs> like yeah. clone within a clone within a clone, <laughs> which is my favorite stuff. Yeah, it's great. So did, when, you, when you started, what was your perception of the show and, and, and how is it? How has it changed? It's become such a huge part of your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I think be, at the beginning when I did your show, I mean, we were just hoping people would watch it, yeah. you know, and maybe buy it because it's kind of a huge conceit um, to buy into and, and sort of bizarre and not, it could totally have fallen on its face very easily. Um, so I think that, you know, now that people watch it and people like it and we can kind of expand the characters and do even more bizarre things with it, it's just such a great experience for me in terms of being an actor and getting to flesh out all these different parts of myself and, and explore characters that I would never be cast as, ever. You know? <laughs> is, that, is, it, was that, is that part of the process each season, or do, do you say, this is what I want to do, or this is kind of who I want to play, or how I want to attack different aspects? Well, they kind of approach me with a, you know, a sort of base of the character, whether it's just sort of what the purpose of the character is. And then we'll kind of flesh out maybe where they're from or how we kind of see them being, you know, uh, like their aesthetic or their mannerisms or things like that. But it's a, it's a real collaboration, yeah. Does that help the aesthetics? Once Are you guys kind of like grabbing wigs and grabbing clothes and yeah. you go, aha, that's her? Or? You just have a tickle trunk of like, <laughs> wigs. <laughs> Funny noses. Um, this one's a clown. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Pirate clown. A clone clown. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's like the aesthetic I feel like does influence them in a big way. I do like kind of going from the outside in, which I think is a, most actors aren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Well, but it doesn't matter what most actors are supposed to do because it's working. What you're doing is working. (laughs) And unlike any other show, you know, do you feel a a particular connection to one or more of the characters or, because usually a character can change, but it's really still one arc, but there's so many this is just like a bunch of arcs converging in one place. Yeah. So how do you kind of keep your head straight through all that? Well, I, I just feel like the, as, as an actor, the most natural thing is just taking the suggestion of who your character is and embracing that. You know, it's not like I'm like, wait, but I don't understand. Like, my job <laughs> is to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the joy of it is getting to switch up halfway through the day from soccer mom to... Um, psycho uh, Ukrainian you know it's like that's the most fun thing on the planet because I can never get bored right you we talked about this when you were on the Nerdist show but you're you're you have like a you have a comedy background like you, you did sketch I did improv you I did, did long form improv for years for I, I did improv in elementary school so I started when I was nine doing improv which is like French improv <laughs> sur la glace does anybody know French improv one person. We. We. That's about right. One yeah. person knows French improv. <laughs> um, and it's like a very strict kind of improv that's got punishments in it. And <laughs> I need an occupation. You run a boulangerie. Yeah, exactly. It's all in English, just with French accents. With French accents. Yeah. <laughs> and stereotypes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's, it's super fun and super scary and rigid. And I did that for four years in elementary school. And then I did high school improv because in Canada, we have this great thing called the Canadian Improv Games. Yeah. Which is a high school, uh, like countrywide 
competition and you do short form games and you go to the national tournament. Oh, wow. Tell yeah. us other ways Canada's better than us. Because no Trump. <laughs> Except Sorry. in South Park. Yeah. <laughs> South Park had Canadian Trump. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and everything you guys do affects us greatly. No. Please be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, you basically you got Trudeau up there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like everything seems cool. It's, it's the best. It's like it's like the one country everyone's like, ah, fuck the rest of you yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Leave the UK. Come to Canada. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you sadly your final season of Orphan Black is yeah. coming up, and and it just it it just seems I know it seems so strange. It just seems so strange that that much time has gone by already. Weird. So are, did you did you shoot the last season already? Is that all no, done? we're about, about to, shoot to shoot it in October. Oh, wow. Yeah. How do you, are you processing that yet? I'm not until people are asking me, like, how does it feel? How I'm like, feel? oh, I guess really yeah. bad. <laughs> like how does it feel to be done with the me? greatest thing in your <laughs> yeah. life? How will you ever Chris, top this? How could you ever come back? Chris, don't ask what? her like that. No, man. Just say how she's feeling. People always want me to be more like Marin. <laughs> <laughs> so here's nine stories about myself, and then I'll ask about you. <laughs> Hashtag cats. <laughs> I'm kidding. Are you? <laughs> I'm kidding. I like to tease him. I tease him because he's such a crankpot sometimes. I tease him. Please don't tell him that I said that. <laughs> Katie, cut that out. Uh, but this, you guys really, I assume, it's, you know, you form a kind of a family when you guys are working together because your hours are long and you're all in it together. Yeah. So how... You know, what, what do you think it's going to be like? I think it's going to be like leaving, the, you know, summer camp or school and then going off into the world and being like, who am I yeah. without this amazing job that I had, you know, and this amazing family of people around me and, and the clones, too. I'm very protective of them. I don't want to ha- not get to play those characters. I am positive that <laughs> people will still be spinning. sightings in public of you and like a, a wig with bangs yeah. and then another wig with crazy hair. And and, I really lose it, yeah. Yeah, but, sure. but what a great, I mean, so much versatility. What a great thing to have that people know you can do. I mean, is it, what types of roles do you want to do going forward? What, do you want to do film and television? you want to do all types of roles or yeah. just kind of focus on one thing? I mean, I love characters. That's kind of what I want to do. And, and I've, this has been an amazing kind of stepping stone into that world. I love transformation. I love kind of changing my posture and my physicality and all of that. Um, so I'd love to do more work like that. But it's not necessarily the thing that... I don't think a lot of women get to do that stuff. It's not sort of... Our, there's a lot of male actors who, you know whatever, they've shed 900,000 pounds and then they're an actor or whatever. (laughs) I don't mean stuff like that, but I mean like, you know, I don't know. There's some really great opportunity for like character work and that's kind of what I want to do. Right. Yeah. And because you have a background in improv and I assume writing too, do you see yourself creating stuff? Yeah, I'd love to. I think that's the scariest thing I could imagine is being like, I've written this. I think this is good. You know what I mean? That's the scary... I think this is funny, or I think whatever. But you also would understand it the most if you wrote it, right? You would understand it. But I don't think I would give myself the biggest challenge I could possibly give myself. Do you know what I mean? I think I like somebody handing me something and being like, how can I do this? How can I interpret this? You know, what's my version of this? Do you think you're going to go nuts if you're on something else and you're just the same character for a while? (laughs) 
I think I might go less nuts. <laughs> I think I might come back to sanity a little bit. <laughs> what, is, what, are, what is the kind of, is there any downside to playing all, to, to keeping it all straight? What are some yeah. of the downsides? I don't sleep yeah. at all, practically. I'm high on caffeine at all times. Uh, it's just a very uh, kinetic feeling thing. My body's in constant, like, flux. Right. And my brain is always going, so I can't sleep. It's just not good. <laughs> Ever. Ever. No. And it'll probably be when you rap, too, it'll probably be like a couple months before you can, like, get your brain back yeah. Oh, yeah. to a place where you're like, oh, what is normal? It must feel like you're in the fucking Matrix. Yes. Where you're just coming <laughs> out of the Matrix and then just back into the dirty real world. Totally. And it's sad and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you already know what... I? You already know kind of what the the final arc is going to be. Not really. I know that we're going to be focusing a little bit on each individual character and sort of giving them some sort of a a, a moment, right. um, kind of you know whether that's an episode dedicated to each character, or whatever it is. But there's going to be a real fleshing out of the characters that we've we've seen already in the past. They were in purgatory the whole time. Yeah, it was all a dream. <laughs> they were all just waiting to find each other so they could go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to reveal that they were all con. <laughs> it's just all of a sudden it's just Benedict Cumberbatch it was me the whole time BBC America <laughs> that's a great Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> oh thank you I'm a master here's another one forget it he was not going to do it that's a good Matt Myra <laughs> <laughs> thank you I remember when I went up to the set before I, uh, for the BBC America show, I went up to the set. Uh, the first episode hadn't even aired yet, and the fav- my favorite thing I got to say to them was, were you afraid calling the show Orphan Black, Madonna might try to adopt it? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember that joke. It really tickled me, and it's still in my head. Not the audience's favorite joke. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> That, that felt so sincere. One woman just goes, oh, my God. <laughs> Did she fall off the balcony? She fell off the balcony, yeah. She, she fell off the balcony. It's that's like the that's... haunted mansion. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are you doing in your off time? I mean, I know Comic-Con's been kind of crazy, but are you taking some time? Do you have to take time to recenter yourself? Mm, yeah, I've taken some time this year. It's been pretty lazy. Um, but the past two years, I shot two movies last year, yeah. uh, two indie movies in Canada, and the year before I shot a movie as well. So I'm kind of trying to dip my feet more into that, into that world. Do you think that'll be the next thing, just to like kind of jump into film? Because I'll, I'll yeah. bet you'll get a ton of TV offers too. I would love to do that. I'd love to do theater. I'd love to go back to do improv again. And yeah. Yeah. Woo, theater. Uh, hey, we're in hey, a theater. Yeah. <laughs> That was the theater itself. That was the theater cheering. itself. <laughs> Finally, someone's yeah. speaking up for me. That's how this theater talks. That's me, Balboa. <laughs> it's probably an old theater, so it yeah. talks like the time it was built. Oh, oh, when's oh. Hamilton going to be in me? <laughs> oh, Balboa Theater. I got but, some bad news. What do you mean? A Hamilton is not a coming. Oh, <laughs> maybe a third run of Book of Mormon. <laughs> All right, it's the greatest musical of this century. <laughs> Still says it on the posters. I love it. We might. I feel like Balboa is going to have to be a recurring character on the podcast. Poor Balboa. <laughs> Please don't throw your trash inside me. <laughs> So what, to ladies what? and gentlemen? Please enjoy Boz Skaggs. <laughs> <laughs> 
wish. <laughs> Here's Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have cable. <laughs> We really went on a journey with Balboa. <laughs> I love Balboa. Uh, the character. I love we really that character. Went on a journey. So, what what types of things do you do to relax? Like, what do you do? You, do you do you go back to nature, or do you do you need to just kind <laughs> of exist a in a city for a while? I what do I do? I eat, <laughs> eat food. I don't know. I don't know what I do. I do nothing. What part of Canada interest. do you live in? Normally? I live in Toronto. You live in Toronto. So yeah. I live there. Yeah. People from Toronto or people just fans of? Cool. Awesome. I love Toronto. Oh, yeah? it's such a great city. It's I've really always great. described it as it's a Gotham City if Batman was good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like gorgeous, clean, beautiful buildings. <laughs> no crazy clowns. <laughs> right. Where are Mine, you going? It's a French clown. Mine so. is though, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a French joker. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Where are you going? I have to go to work, eh? Like it's just that gravelly. It's, like it's from the first Batman movie. What types of stuff? What types of stuff do you watch? Do you watch anything? Are there any shows that you're into? Yeah, I really like um, Another Period. Oh yes, it's really. Have you funny. done it yet? Have you I know, done it yet? I swear to God, they would have you on in a oh, second. Have you okay. on in a second. Ricky this... and Natasha would have you on in a minute. Cool. Call me, guys. I w- they will. Um, I love will. that show. Love it. It's so funny. Do you think comedy, do you think like a, a, a comedy is like, that, like a single camera comedy might be something you'd want to do? I would love to. I mean, that's, that's kind of all I ever watch. I don't really watch any drama. I haven't seen anything that I should have seen. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones. Game <laughs> yeah, of Thrones, yeah. yeah. The Wire. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you okay? It seemed like there was a tickle in your the, the throat Sopranos. or something. Uh, you say Game of Thrones? It's a shame uh, speech impediment. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Maslani. All she can say is Grand Will Throne. <laughs> Would you like some milk, Grand Will Throne? <laughs> Grand Will Throne. I mean, it's, it's, television has become such a responsibility now, such mm. a social pressure. Oh, yeah. That people are, I mean, do you think we're in a good place with fandom, or do you think people are we're getting to, I, I'm starting to think people are looking at entertainment like it's a goddamn right. And, right. They, and it's almost like people are fighting about entertainment the way they fought for social issues in the 60s, you mm. know? Like, it's intense. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like we're maybe getting too... Is there a nice balance that we could find? Like, how do you think entertainment should be cons- enjoyed? Well, I guess that's why I like... I'm proud of our show is because it's entertainment, but at the same time, I feel like we're talking about things that are of interest to me, at least, in terms of women's issues and reproductive rights and all of that, which is very heavy and wonderful to get into right now. No, you can. But, you absolutely can. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I enjoy watching... Like another period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of how socially uh, conscious that is, but... <laughs> um, it is, guys. It is. Um, but no, I like I like shows that I I feel like they're changing the fabric of the way we see storytelling, mm-hmm. the way we see narratives, the the kinds of people we're willing to follow, right. you know, and the the kinds of stories we're excited to to see. Um, I think as long as it stays kind of progressive like that, yeah. I think we're in a cool age of it, though. I think that there's some some really interesting stuff happening. Well, I think you're a great role model um, for. For young actors. And I also think, do you find that, do you find that when you, you know, when you start thinking ahead about other things that you might want to do, do you feel responsibility to take on roles that are not only creatively satisfying, but also you feel portray 
women in a way that you feel are maybe underrepresented in, in roles mm. in, in entertainment? Yeah, I try not to mix my politics too, too much with my creative choices, but it's sort of a thing that I'm navigating now. Yeah. Because I do have such strong po- politics in terms of that stuff. But at the same time, I feel like you can't deny that thing that goes like, oh, this is such a juicy thing to play. Right. Maybe it's not the most whatever morally sound representation of a person, but I think that there's so many different ways a person can be. Yeah. And like, who, I don't want to be the character that's just like kicking butt and taking it. Like, I'm like, that's the most <laughs> boring thing I could possibly imagine. Um, I, I like characters that are just messed up and flawed and that are human. And so um, I try to just follow that. Yeah. Thing. What's been, is there an element to the show that's been surprising to you in terms of fandom or the, the impact that it's had? Is there, a, is there a story you can think of where you first realized, oh shit, people are really watching this and they're really, because you know when a show is sticky, you can tell mm-hmm. when uh, people are really like, you know, grab onto something. Yeah, when it gets an after show. Right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You're welcome, entertainment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great. I'm not against. People always say, like, do you mind that they're the Raptors? I'm like, no, because the, it's, it's, a, it's perfect for the fan experience. You Listen, know? Like, G4 had a Heroes after show that would <laughs> air after Heroes, so it's not new. Oh, seems like a good time to air that show. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a good time to have G4. <laughs> but, I mean, it, you know, what was that moment where you realized Orphan Black was... A, really a thing. I think it was at Comic-Con the first year we were here and there was um, some people came up and talked on the mic at the, the panel and told stories about how they came out because uh, they'd seen themselves on television for the first time. You know, Kasima or Felix had given them this uh, confidence to come out to their parents and mm-hmm. watching the show gave them this platform to talk about who they were and, and that kind of thing, give them some visibility within their family even. You know, it was just kind of stuff like that that sort of blew our minds and made us go, oh, maybe we're doing something okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the speech impediment, of shame. Also, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. It's not Game of Thrones. But see, that's what's... That's what's <laughs> <laughs> that's what's kind of funny and even even the fact that you you're almost nervous to admit like I don't I haven't seen it because right. people really do get affronted like yeah, how just... could you what what are you <laughs> doing that is so important yeah. you know especially being in the industry people are like so how much do you love Khaleesi or whatever right like, or the mountain the right. mountain the mountain is that a guy on the show yeah huge guy huge big guy. old guy like a mountain I'm I'm behind a season on Game of Thrones. It's fine. You'll get there, Chris. I will. Yeah, it's fine. It's too hard. It's so hard to keep up with everything. It's so. It's and and if, especially if you have, you know, in entertainment, you're you you don't really have a regular schedule. So it's Mm-mm. you really just kind of have to cram it into the cracks of everything. Do you when, <laughs> go on? It's like you have those DVDs really, you were talking about earlier, man. Yeah, we're Anal Titans. Yeah. <laughs> you have to really just... It's like the Anal Titans, Chris, volume seven. <laughs> you just have to get a... What is you... that? A, is that a, a mini Sieg Hale? No. <laughs> I was going to say you have to get a scoop, but you have to get just a little scoop of margarine and just right on the tip of the entertainment and just glide it into your schedule. You have to just part it into your schedule. Part it. Uh, until you bottom out. And... Uh, <laughs> We're fucking 15 years old. <laughs> hey, guys, I don't appreciate this kind of language inside me. Oh, Balboa. <laughs> oh. 
You know, last year I had Elvis Costello in here. <laughs> <laughs> but are you, are you able to watch other things while you're shooting, or how, how focused do you need to be on I your work? I kind of watch... I feel like I just watch the same thing. I just watch Futurama over and over and over. Ah. That's, this is why I don't watch other things, because I'm like, how many times can I watch? Good news, yeah, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I need to hear that 50 times a day. I, compl- I completely agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Liddy and I watch, we watch, we watch, there are a handful of shows that we watch every night in bed, even though we've seen them a million times. Cheers, Frasier. Yep. Nope, that's you. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. You cheers or Frasier fan? <laughs> cheers or Frasier? Both. Re- really? My God, Frasier though, like right? really oh Frasier. God, no! Yes. Right? I cheers. Feel like... The blues of Colin. <laughs> Frasier's the best show. It's amazing. It's so rewatchable and it's so unique and that it stood alone. <laughs> Guys, I supported the Change.org petition to have Cheers on Netflix renamed Frasier Origins. <laughs> That totally made up for that other joke. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> the whole thing, all of Cheers. Yeah, it's just, it's it, just setting, up, setting up. It was a, it was a 10-year setup of yeah. Frasier. That's a long con. <laughs> he wasn't even in the first season. <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. So you, uh, you feel like watching kind of programming that you don't really have. It is hard. I, I imagine it's really hard. When you're so focused all day at work and your brain is active all day, it's, you, to focus on a really intense drama, it probably takes oh, a lot yeah. out of you. No way. No way. I just want to watch something I know is going to make me laugh. Yeah. Like, I know the joke that's coming already. <laughs> and you I'm like an it. old man. I that's think. fine. That's <laughs> totally fine. Is there, uh, are there other shows? What other shows are you into besides shows? Futurama? What other shows exist? Well, I think we just watch Cheers and Frasier We just watch yeah. Cheers and Frasier. Yeah. Sometimes I'll throw on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Do you like other sci-fi? Do you like other sci-fi? No, I always say that Futurama is the only thing that I was like, that's my sci-fi. Yeah, it is, though. It's, it's a really good one. It's very sci-fi. It's like almost... And they have sound science on the show. It is so legitimately it's sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. You know all the symbols that you see on the show? Yeah, that's a language. That's a language. And they change it. At each season, I think, I don't know if it's every season or so, but when people start to figure out what the language is, they change it. No. I think there's like a few different iterations of each one of those, each one of those symbols. Crazy. Why don't you create like a, maybe an animated show or something you might That wanna... would be awesome. I do love cartoons. I absolutely love cartoons. What type of comedy do you, would, you, would you make? Um, I don't know. I just really like things like... The, did, did you see The Overnight? No. Did you yeah. see that? Wasn't that's that a, perfect? A, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, that yeah. tone is just amazing. It's just like... It might as well be a, a comedic thriller. Yeah. With how tense it is the entire so time. So tense. Yeah. No satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> If you guys haven't seen it, it's uh, Jason Schwartzman and Adam Scott and a uh, lady from Orange is New Taylor, Taylor Schilling. Taylor Schilling. And? That other lady. That French girl. Yeah. Who was very good. <laughs> oh, the French girl. Yeah, the French right. girl. My house alarm just went off. That's so. cool. No oh, one's no. there. What? I said, that's cool. No one's there. Why don't you tell everyone? <laughs> Hang on. What do you think is going to happen by me telling everyone here? Because there's going to be a really clever criminal who's going to tweet their friend, it's okay to move in now, you can get the exorcist dummy that Lydia bought Chris, try not to break any glass. Please. You, you have an so- exorcist dummy? Yeah. Why? Because. That's what I said. That's what I said. It's right when you fucking walk in. No. 
That's literally my worst nightmare. That's what? what I picture every time I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I picture This is in our her. front. Fuck you. That's horrible. <laughs> It's literally, literally, you walk no. in the front door, it's on the left. It looks she like a person. It. Yeah, it's I a know. person. Like, the physicality, there's a weight to it. It was made by this yeah. company called McGee Effects, and they made it for Universal, uh, for, the, like, for the park. And so Lydia, Lydia surprised, surprised <laughs> me with it. For those of you who uh, can't see the picture, um, it's think on of how it is, and it's worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you collect right. anything? Is there anything you collect? What do I collect? I collect books that I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many yeah. books. They look good I, on a shelf, oh my though, God. don't they? They look so good. Yeah. And they're so, like, politically aware. Oh, yeah. Nice. And thick. Yeah. You know. And classics like Dostoevsky. <laughs> <laughs> he's dope. Yeah, he's sick. <laughs> I get him. I, so I, I bought... I, admittedly bought so many cool old decorative books for my house like just gorgeous old yeah. volumes and on one of the first dates Lydia was like yeah I mean we were just talking about things like didn't like she was like yeah it's like I really can't stand people who just buy books for the look and I'm like <laughs> yeah fuck those people and I was like shoving them <laughs> off the you want to come to a book burning later <laughs> uh, no reason <laughs> I mean I don't like Jews uh, uh. <laughs> why did you that's the only reason there'd be a book burning. Did no one see The Last Crusade? Since you're here, do you yeah. mind if we take a couple questions from no, the audience? Because I feel like that is uh, one of the things. You get out of my way, bottle. Uh, <laughs> that was what I said from 1995 to 2003. Uh, <laughs> 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 Jokes about alcoholism. Yeah. Hello. Princess Hello. Leia. Princess it. Leia. Do you have a question? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone have a question for Tatiana? I will. Uh... You know what was amazing is I was looking at I was looking at your hair and I was like, wow, his hair matches his beard color, thinking like, what a wig. And then I realized, no, it's an adult male could have that length hair. <laughs> is that your real hair, sir? Thought so. Nice. What is your it. name? John. John, what's your question? My question is for Tatiana. Um, what is your favorite clone that he played? I'm... I'll take this one. Okay. Good. I think. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes, I mean, there's so many great clones. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, please. <laughs> um, I love Allison. Uh, woo! Um, and Helena and, and Crystal. <laughs> I just keep naming them now. Sarah. <laughs> All right. Who had a question over here? Uh, oh, yes, he's already said it. Yes. Oh, great. <laughs> Uh, we love you, Tatiana. What oh. mashup would you choose for Orphan Black and why? What mashup? Yeah, if you of could mash or any movie or any episode or any series. Besides Futurama, by the way. Oh, right. Crap. My one reference. Um, <laughs> 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 Frasier. <laughs> yeah! Hey, baby, I hear the clones are calling. Cloney eggs. <laughs> I see you're wearing the Pac-Man suits, and it's fucking great. You look fantastic. What is your question? Uh, is there any video games that you've played, or in general, phone games, you know, PC games, any of that kind of I stuff? was obsessed with The Sims, like, stupidly obsessed with The Sims. Right. 
terrible. So much life lost. <laughs> so much life lost. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's how I felt when I was trying to make a baby. <laughs> oh, my God. One million. Oh. <laughs> Keep trying, Matt. You'll get it up. <laughs> Ooh, slam. No. <laughs> what is your question? Hi. Um, I just wanted to know, which of the clones do you feel like is the most like you? Oh. Good Jonah? Question. Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, I guess maybe in mannerism, Kasima is kind of close to me, uh, and just sort of her general vibe. Um, but Allison is kind of embarrassingly kind of where my heart is. <laughs> yeah, saying a lot. What is your name? Laura. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, so I loved Orphan Black, and I really loved Parks and Rec, and then you went on Parks and Rec, which was <laughs> awesome. And then, unfortunately, you never got to come back, so what do you think happened to your character? After she, she never went? came back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so sad. She stayed in Africa. Forever? Yeah, forever. She and probably she liked it there. I think she just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you were probably great, just, though. Oh, thanks. It was awesome. <laughs> it was an absolute dream come true for me. I was extremely jet-lagged, and I landed on set and was like, opposite Aziz, who I used to quote to my brother, my brother and I would quote him to each other, and now I was standing opposite him, I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> so scary, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yes, you in the middle, uh, let me see how quickly I can get to you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm Just sorry. throw the I'm mic, sorry. Chris. Excuse me, Pause excuse me, it. excuse me, hey, you're wearing the chunk shirt, so the, the chunk shirt, this guy is, a. Uh, I was at the Nerdist party the other night, and this guy comes up and he goes, Hey, look at the guy on your shirt. And I go, yeah, I know, he's a lawyer now. And he's like, no, look at the guy on your shirt. It was fucking Jeff Cohen who played that character. And he's delighted that, you, that he is on your shirt, just so you know. What is your, uh, what is your name? Um, Iris. What is your question? Um, what does Elena dream about? Ooh. I feel like she... Um, oh, man. Lots of death. <laughs> Lots of death, lots of... I think she is um, a baby in her dreams. What? I don't know what I'm... <laughs> French improv. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's so stupid. I mean, why would I say that? She's a baby. I mean... I mean... Yeah, I'm staying with that. <laughs> with baby. I'm really sorry, um, but I want to know how you're going to make him pay for being late. Oh? How you guys are going to make him pay? They can't, they can't make me do anything. <laughs> mere suggestion is hilarious. This is a good example of truth and comedy coming from Chris Hardwick. Uh, this is like ultimate hubris. How are you going to make me pay? <laughs> Cut to Chris Hardwick's career ruined. <laughs> <laughs> now, running, now running for Republican National <laughs> <laughs> Let's make Comic-Con great again. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, since you're also a fan of Futurama, I gotta know. Because my sister and I are fans of Bender. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Um, Leela, but I had a crush on Fry and still kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in the way. I'm in the way. Uh, there's questions over here. I'm coming to ya. Here I come. Gonna answer your question. <laughs> Boy, if only there were rows farther back than here, but I guess 
All I have are what's up oh, here but, before me. But Chris, there are people plenty who, of rows back there. People who cared enough to buy tickets earlier in the front. <laughs> who, I guess... Oh! <laughs> you gonna take that devil? Freedom! <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, was, did you have the question? Okay, you had the question. Are you gonna go on Comedy Bang Bang again? <laughs> I desperately hope so. <laughs> I watched the show the other night. It was awesome. Did anybody else go? Wait, I gotta go. Yeah. I feel like I gotta go to the very back. I'm all the way in the back. Oh, you're wearing a Marvel Studios hat. You yeah, came over from the... Mo- that was one of the questions. We had a question for you. How did you... Did you teleport here? Because we literally ran from Hall H. How did you get here so fast? I have a time turner. <laughs> uh, no. Question for... Okay, so Tatiana, um, uh, the whole Neolutionist thing, when you were told the concept of, like, being altered and everything, did you find any part of that fascinating and thought about, like, well, what would I want altered? Um, uh, not so much what I'd want altered, but would I be okay with somebody sticking a bot in my face and changing my DNA? And I figured, no, I wouldn't be okay with that. (laughs) Okay, wait, what, you have a question? What is it? I do. I was hoping Tatiana would share with us one of her favorite, like, off-camera moments with her fellow castmates. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Were you hoping you would get that started no, in the crowd? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Um, where do you think you're going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Question. Oh, where are you going? You got to be somewhere? You got to be somewhere? Oh, maybe we all have to go to the bathroom, but we're all not going to get up. I know. I got to go too, but I'm still here. I'm still here. What do you think you're doing? I'm not going with you. You have to do it alone. You can do this. I believe in you. I'm sorry. There was a moment, you know, you guys know Matt Frewer. Yes. Plays, yeah. Max Headroom. He's amazing. So he's Dr. Leakey on our show. And he'd worked with um, our, our showrunner, John Fawcett, on something long time ago. And when John came to set on that show years back, everybody was saying to, to him, you guys be careful, Matt's in a mood today. He's really not in a good mood, so he's, um, he's got the bag on. And Matt came to set with a bag on his head that had a sad face on it. <laughs> Which is like totally just a prank to pull on John so that he would feel really uncomfortable talking and giving him direction. And so then on set the one day when Matt was like still in processing, the whole crew put bags on their heads with the sad face on. And then when he came to set, it was very funny. <laughs> you should have been there. It was great. I think we have time for, for one more question. What is your question? Well, as a fellow Canadian, I just want to say thank you for um, giving Canadian television a little bit of a highlight because we know we get a little. <laughs> hey, bit... we love the Red Green Show, yeah. right? <laughs> but I, you mentioned that you love comedy, and I would love to hear what you would love to get into again after maybe a little bit of Canadian comedy after uh, you're done with Orphan Black. Um, have you guys seen the show Baroness von Sketch? Yeah, <laughs> she has seen She's it. She's seen um, it. She had. I, think, I feel like there's lots of great sketch comedy coming out of Canada right now. There's great improv. I would just like to do more of that stuff, I think. Get it, get you need it. Help? No, I don't need help. <laughs> <laughs> Pratt fall. Um, so as you're kind of... Uh, I think we went over a little, a little over on our time with you, so I apologize, but it's... Uh, <laughs> 
It's why I'm so sorry. It's really offensive. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, fine. Uh, but is there anything you want to say to the fans kind of going into the last season who've been with you all these seasons? Is there anything, any kind of, you know, we're about to start the ride kind of thing to the end? What do you, what do you want people to take away from the show by the time it's all done? I, I just hope that, I mean, I hope we get answers to a lot of the questions that we've set up since season one, and I think we will. I sat in the writer's room for about a day early on this season and um, got to hear what they were talking about, and it sounds really exciting. I hope you guys like it, because we really like you. Ladies and gentlemen, Tatiana Maslani. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you mind if I get a picture with oh, all yeah, of us yeah. together? Good to see you again. Oh, what do you get? <laughs> cool. All right. Thank Thanks, you so much. Tatiana Maslany! Our next guests are not here quite yet. Oh, wow. Pulling a real oh hard Oh, my way. God. What could we do? Could we talk to each other? No. <laughs> What have you guys seen? What have you guys What have you guys seen the last couple of days? We talked about it before you got here. We talked about here. it before you he got here. Well, I wasn't it was so here. weird. Well, I did buy the one thing I bought at Comic Con this year was uh, well, two things. I bought the Transformers GI Joe crossover set from Hasbro, uh, and then I bought a lithograph of uh, James Garner in the Rockford Files. Are you serious? <laughs> What, what is was, it? It's just a painting of him just like up against the, just like looking all fucking Rockford filey. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. That is a great show, by the way. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic. It's really if you've never, the Rockford Files, he was just, you know, this was in an era where there were so many, like everyone was doing like a detective show or a yeah. private eye show and everyone was super cool and super slick. And he was one of the first kind of like fucked up, broken yeah. characters. And he, I, yeah, I, Rockford Files and the Fall Guy to me are like, they're like simpatico. Those shows, for some reason in my head, are the same show. They're about a decade apart. Well, it doesn't matter. I said for some reason. <laughs> Frasier and Cheers are a decade apart. That's true. God, this guy doesn't Jeez, know what am I? I don't even know. <laughs> you guys stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I, 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 I looked for Rockford Files is because it was mentioned in a Ben Folds 5 song, and I was like, I should check it out. It's great. Yeah. It's actually something that I'm surprised hasn't watched the Rockford Files and called to see if Paul can score some beer. Weed. Weed, is it? Yeah. 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 It's pretty easy to score beer when you're an adult. <laughs> well, maybe they're not adults. Maybe they're kids. Then it's not so easy. I don't know how things happened in Hawaii. You're a fucking lawless island. <laughs> there is law. His name is Dog. <laughs> <laughs> what, how, what's Comic-Con been like for you being a part of Mystery Science Theater? And the only reason that I kind of laugh he, about... Why are you laughing at him? You know why? Because it's such an overwhelming... Like, it's such an odd... It must be such a head trip for you. I've cried a lot. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's, um, it's, you know, it's back and forth. There's a lot of people going, can't wait for the new MST. And I go, thanks. And uh, other people go, don't fuck it up. <laughs> and then I, I just can go, I'll try, I'll try not to. <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, but it, it's, been, it's been really cool. It's, uh, it's you know, it's, um, it's overwhelming. And, uh, but I think it's going to be really good. And, you know, it's, 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 it's Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's the thing 
that got me into wanting to do comedy, performing comedy, and now I get to do it. So it's, uh, it's nuts, and I'm, uh, I think it's going to be really good. See, this is what happens. I don't know how to respond to uh, no, questions about it. you give a sincere him. answer, and it's no, fucking that, awesome. And then I to ramble. I, I, I've stopped knowing how to respond to it, because like, uh, I've tried to do a short thing where I go, dream come true, but then, I, then I'm immediately in my head, I'm like, that sounds so fucking fake. <laughs> sounds like when an actor is like, it's like hey, you're going to be new Spider-Man. Huh, I've always loved Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Holland does look great as Spider-Man, though. Oh, yeah? He is well, he's so awesome. spot on. You know, uh, it, I just feel like it was a, you know, it was a, it was a tall order. And, and part of the reason why, I'm sure you guys know this, but, you know, the, the last two, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the, the rights were at another studio. And, and so you go, well, why do they have to do another origin story back then? It's like, well, they had, to, you know, like they have to, it, it's a rights thing. In order to retain the rights, they had to do another origin story. They had to do with Well, that. they have to, like, reset in order to not have to pay, like, Sam Raimi again, right? Isn't that the way it goes? I don't know. It's some legal, it was, yeah. some, it was some sort of a contract thing. But uh, it does not look like this, uh, this Spider-Man Homecoming is any kind of, a, of an origin story. Nice. So it, it just, it's great. You should definitely, when you leave here, go check out the footage and, uh, and see if they put it up online. I don't know if they did. Um, Someone did with a shaky iPhone. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, it is, a, it is a real bummer when people do that because it does, you know, part, part of what's special about Comic-Con is that, you know, obviously not everyone can come here, and I know people have obstacles, but a lot of people really do make a lot of effort to come here, and it's really special, and they sleep on the sidewalk, and they wait in line for hours, and they get into Hall H, and they plant there for all day long, yeah. and a lot of the time just sitting in their seat when they have to go to the bathroom, and they don't eat, and, you know, and we don't, you don't get to shower, and it's like, and, and so it... All this sounds miserable. <laughs> well, if you look at it from that point of view, <laughs> yes. it kind of is, but... It sounds like Coachella. <laughs> yeah. But with a lot less, hey, bro. Uh, hey, bro. But Has, more what, Hasbro than hey, bro. What, <laughs> points! Points! <laughs> he nailed it! Jonah did a phenomenal limp doll. Pratfall. Remember me as I lived, making a horrible pun. <laughs> that was a gorgeous pun. But the idea is that, you know, people... People wait to go in there. And this is see not that. the worst part of doing a pratfall. <laughs> so sorry, sorry. <laughs> you, got, you, you have to get up. You never Just think that through. I got to pick everything up now. But people really do, you know. You and and you get in there and you see it, and when it leaks out, that doesn't convince studios the next year. Like that makes them nervous about, like, well, if we're not ready to have stuff out in the world, we just wanted to show it. People put it online, you know, it's... I would ask that people fight the urge to do that. Because yeah. uh, it, it really, it really kind of hurts the whole process. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of being in a, a, a room full of people, like-minded people, and then finding out something uh, huge about something everyone loves at the same time. I mean, that energy is so amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! I can't believe it! Oh, man. As soon as I saw that announcement, I, I couldn't stop going, tis but a trumpets. <laughs> sounds like a British... Oh, I like it. It's a trumpets. <laughs> but uh, the, one of the reasons why, you know, like I'm moderating 10 panels this year at, at Comic-Con, and people are like, why Thank you God you finally slowed down, I Chris. did. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of something my dad said once. I, I, I went home, and uh, when he was alive, of course, uh, I went home. And, uh, <laughs> well, hang on. After you tell this story, tell us about something he said after. Oh, okay. <laughs> And Weird. boo doesn't count. Because <laughs> he says that to all of us. 
They said burn them, burn them all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> catch them, kill them. Catch them, kill them. But he, but, uh, uh, you know, my dad, remember my dad said we were at home once, because uh, my, you know, my dad was a casual drinker. He drank his, he drank his whole life, and, and uh, but he never, in the last several years, it was like, he never really, he didn't really get drunk. He just, you know, he would just have beers in the evening, and, and he, you know, I'd been sober for about seven or eight years, and he goes, uh, hey, how's, 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 how's that going? I mean, I'm so proud of you. How's that going? I'm like, oh, it's good. You know, how, how are you doing with stuff? And he was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I probably have like seven or eight beers a day, because at a certain point, you got to slow down. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed in his face. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, you just would casually sit. But I kind of feel the same. I'm like, ah, 10. I had to slow down. But, but part of the reason why I do it is because, A, I want to see these things. You know, I only moderate panels that I'm really excited about the thing. And <laughs> there's other ways. <laughs> I know, but there is nothing like... So, like today, I, I knew what was coming up in the Marvel panel. Yeah. And I knew how excited people were going to be to uh-huh. see it. And that is so edifying to me because... I, like all this, all the way they introduced Doctor Strange is after the Thor kind of the gag thing that they did. The lights were out, and all this uh, smoke came down, and they projected the Doctor Strange oh, logo yeah. and stuff on the on the smoke. Oh, like in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like in Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. yeah. Like when Davy Jones. That's exactly what I said, and uh, and so, and then in the middle of the smoke, like out walks Benedict. And then the smoke just cleared, and Benedict was standing there, and and people just lost their fucking minds. Like when, you know, when Hiddleston came out as Loki a couple years ago. But that feeling of watching stuff under this massive screen with this incredible sound system, like watching the strange footage and watching the performers watch it, and watching seven thousand people watch it, you're in this kind of amazing crescendo of the vibration of what's coming off the screen yeah. and then the vibration and the energy of the crowd clashing together. Honest to God, when Benedict and the rest of the cast got up and the lights came back on, they were wiping tears out of their eyes because they'd never seen this stuff before. Uh-huh. And to see it like this, and that is why I do 10 panels. Like, yeah. that's why I'm a part, that's why I try to be a part of all that stuff. And I'm not, I'm, I know it seems pandery. Sit down, Jonah. Sit down. Jonah, I am so happy not one person in this theater got up. Oh, uh, tis but a truppence. But, uh, yeah, no, I know it sounds pandery to say that, but, I, but it really, it really, really isn't. Cool. It's, the reason, it's the reason why I do it and why it's so exciting to, to get so a what front row else? Okay, so you did Marvel just before this. What else did you do this weekend? Um, the first, the morning I did uh, the DreamWorks animation panel, which was Trolls. Uh, and then uh, they're doing another trolls uh, troll the, like the troll dolls oh yeah uh, and that was that's uh, that was Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick and then um, uh, and then Boss Baby uh, Alec Baldwin and Boss Baby looks really funny like the troll is like a feel good kind of a movie uh-huh. and you know but Boss Baby looks legitimately funny well you put a baby in a suit I'm gonna laugh every time yeah and it's Alec Baldwin yeah yeah it's Alec Baldwin they said C. Buscemi is in it too and and so uh, uh, that was really fun. And then I did uh, our Nerdist panel, Mr. Robot, which uh-huh. was, you know, that too. It's also kind of getting that front row seat and seeing, because I remember being on the first panel with the Walking Dead cast yeah. and seeing that kind of grow. And then they had, the Mr. Robot cast had never been together at one point. And they were in that, 
they were in that one like six A B C D E F or whatever is that like a bunch of rooms yeah. at once. And I'm sure they'll be in Hall H next year. But but watching them come off stage and be like, holy fuck, you know? Because these people work in a bubble, you know, like their work and they don't really you know, I, I know they can kind of gauge that it's going well and yeah. you know, Rami got an Emmy nomination and I'm sure they check Twitter. I'm sure they check Twitter and obviously the show got nominated and everything, but but to, but to see, like, what it feels like for them to see the validation and see, you know, people wearing, like, Mr. Robot jackets and, you know, that's really fun. That's really fun, too, because yeah. as a performer, it's very difficult. to You don't have a lot to – it's not a linear business, so it's hard to gauge when things are working or not, and mm-hmm. you don't know what, how it's affecting people. So it's kind of a nice little perk for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you looking back? Are they – No, no I'm, one's back I'm there now. You. Oh. Oh, I saw you looking over my – I'm engaging. Gig- engage. Oh, oh! Have you seen any good Star Trek stuff? No, I didn't. I haven't seen. Has anyone seen the movie yet? I heard it's good. Okay, now cheer if you think I will enjoy it. <laughs> I'll take it. That sounds like a seventy percent think I'll enjoy it. <laughs> that was about. That was about the same number of people who watched it. Yeah. Oh wait, you're gonna. Oh, you had a question for me, bro. I here, can answer. Come it. here, come here, come here. What do you want to say? Did you ever buy that like really expensive Kirk? The. The Wrath of Khan. So I was over at the Inovos booth. Uh, I was over there talking to John, one of the designers over there at the Inovos booth, and uh, we are waiting. He was. He felt like the. And this is how fucking crazy, detailed oriented the Inovos people are with their uniforms and stuff. He just. He didn't like on the first version. He didn't like the stitching on the sleeve. Because he felt like it wasn't thick enough to match the Wrath of Khan stitching. So they are redoing it, and they're doing a second version, and he's like, as soon as the second version is ready, I will be able to get my Wrath of Khan Admiral Kirk outfit. But uh, when, I, when I would don't... I would wear it every year. I'd wear it in the Balboa. <laughs> in me? Yeah. <laughs> I'd wear it in you. I can't, oh, I forgot what the character was. He I just, can't wait to have you inside me, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait to have you fill me up with all your Star Trek goodness. <laughs> There's a million of it. That's how I tried to make my baby. <laughs> did, you, were you, did you hear any of it? I, 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 I laid out all of the IVF to the audience. You did? Yes. You did talk. I didn't know if you were going to talk yeah, about yeah. it. It's I, been a... It's been a it, I, I've... I really... <laughs> yes, Well, Chris? because it's a very serious thing. It's a very yeah. serious thing. And, and I know it's something that was really important to you guys. And I know, you know, when you were trying, you, in the midst of all this too, like, I could see you trying to build this family unit. You got a dog and yeah. you were trying to... I know you were I trying... Got a, I got a Volvo XC90. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, is, is the IVF process something that you would recommend to, to someone? Well, I think at some point, if you can't conceive naturally, there you it's something you have to consider. And I was surprised when I did when I've, I've talked to some people uh, who I all of a sudden I'm turning around like, oh no, we did it too. We did it too. There's like a lot more IVF babies than you think. Yeah, and uh, it, it's fascinating too how many different people I know that go to the same doctor, which is fun because then we all get to talk about how terrible the jerk off room is. Oh, there is a. There is a jerk-off room. Yes, Chris, and it's awful. And the DVD selection. I, t- I have a picture of the Anal Titans, if oh, anyone... Oh, I'm good. I'm good. No? I had, a, I, had a friend, I had a friend who... I had a friend who was banking sperm because, you know, he and his wife at the yeah. time... Like, he... I don't know. For whatever reason, they, were, they decided to, like, let's build up our account. Whatever. So... 
<laughs> there ain't no ATM for that. Yeah. So uh, not really making deposits, but kind of. Right. 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 <laughs> no withdrawals. Uh, so he. Okay. Good. So he said that. Uh, I, he kind of said the same thing. It's, like, it's really weird. It's clinical, and they kind of give you some magazines, and there's some video. I mean, it's, it's all the thing that society tells you, like, get out of the light. It's, Don't uh, do this. It's like I play in a poker game on Tuesday nights, and one of the guys there uh, is Doc. He's a doctor in the Valley, and he, his clinic, uh, they deal with a lot of uh, porn actors who come in who have, like, STDs, things like that. He deals with them. So, like, whenever I... Like, have come back the week from this, like, oh, I was in the jerk-off room. Here's the DVD covers. And he goes, let me see that. He goes, oh, yeah, she's nice. I know him. (laughs) Oh, that guy's got a bad case. (laughs) The most disgusting, the most weird story that I heard from my friend was he said the nurse was telling him. And they were telling this sort of as, like, ways. Because, well, is there any other way? Can you bring it to them? You can. Well, you used to be able to. But he said that was more of a process. And he said... The, one of the, like one of the number one problems they have is getting sample cups back with lipstick on the side, like like someone gave a blowjob and spit it out. Uh, they're like, you can't do that. That contaminates the sample. That's awesome. On that note, our guests are here. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage Danny McBride and Walton Goggins. Also, Jody Hill is here! We need one more chair. I'll be right back. Walton Goggins! Chris Hardwick, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> hey, man, how are you? Good, buddy? how are you? I'm so good, man. It's great to see you. I've known, the, you know, I've known, I've known Chris for a very, a very long time. You guys used to date. We did. <laughs> we did. It was just fucking. Uh, we did, uh, for him, we did uh, House of a Thousand Corpses together in like 2000. Yes, like 2000s. Oh, awesome. Yes, yeah. it was. And now uh, you've, it uh, seems like you've done pretty well after that, Walter. <laughs> As have you, my friend. As have you. <laughs> Things are good. Danny McBride, I, I saw, uh, there was a... a I saw you, like, ushered into an elevator at, at the hotel. There was a security detail in there, and I go to get on the elevator, and they're like, sorry, you can't get on. And then I see you and Matt LeBeau, and they're like, get the fuck on here, it's fine. <laughs> and then you guys all had to get off for some reason immediately. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> Where were you? We've been Where compromised. <laughs> out, 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 get him out, get him out. They throw a sheet over your head and throw you into the laundry chute. What? Where were you guys headed? Uh, I have no idea. They've just been rushing us into one hotel room after the next. Yeah. We've, I feel like I'm a hostage taken somewhere. They're just <laughs> moving us around to make sure we don't get caught. Could you it's please weird. hold up this newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> How was your uh, vice principal's panel today? Uh, it was good. The was moderator good. left a little to be desired. Yeah. He just, he really That's just, what everyone's been saying. <laughs> Guys, I only have a million sperm, okay? Normal is a 80 to 120. <laughs> How out of context is that for them, Matt? Or, or me, actually. I don't, I don't or, or me. think it is at all. I think, uh, you know, whatever. So they can make children naturally. Go fuck themselves. <laughs> How was the? Uh, how was welcome the to the show, guys? How was the vice principal's panel? What? Ha- what? What? You, did you guys reveal anything? What happened? We were hoping just to retread the whole thing here tonight. All the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Was there a Bill Murray sighting? Was yeah. there... Bill Murray questions at every every one of these. So yeah, that's a big question. Well, because you just never like he's like Candyman. Like you just don't know when he's it's gonna. A unicorn. Sh- <laughs> yeah. It's like oh fuck, there he is. He's at some kid's bar mitzvah. Quick, get him. You know. He could be working the curtains right now. You don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. So what what's coming up for vice principals then? Uh, we uh, we have our our next episode uh, comes on this Sunday and uh, and then you know we've shot all eighteen of the whole series so whether people like it or not they get all of it. it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't really That's it. <laughs> do you do you do you like all this part of it? Do you like sort of being ushered around and all the craziness or uh, is it, does it feel does I'm, it feel I'm strange? A, I'm a sweater. I sweat a lot, so I just like in all the pictures of me. I'm just like greasy and just like. <laughs> Look drunk, yeah. Have you guys been out? Have you been out at any of the events tonight? Yeah, we. Well, I went over to the convention today. That was pretty cool. Um, I gotta say, the fans here, though, like uh, especially you know with Daniel Walton, they get stopped everywhere. Um, they're pretty awesome, though. They're kind of like respectful here. They feel like true fans in LA. You get those like double agents who you're not sure if they're a fan or the paparazzi. <laughs> right. right, right. right. Like, I really like your work, <laughs> sucker. Yeah. Oh, shit. Harvey Levin wants to know what you think about his pool. <laughs> And then when you're like, oh, shit, and you have that look on your face and they put it on a tabloid, yeah. Danny McBride is furious. You're like, I just didn't. Oh Walt Goggins and Danny McBride can't be in the same room together. Like, what are you creating? I always feel like the tabloids are basically a print reality show for people who would never be on a reality show. Like, they've created these, you know, it's such a strange, it's such a strange time that we're living in. How do you guys, are you on, you're you're still on Twitter, right? Have you quit yet? No, I I, I never, I was never on Twitter. on Instagram. You're on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just a picture. You know, a picture says a thousand words, but that's that's it. That's my only. I, I mean, I do have a face. I have a Facebook page that I haven't looked at in maybe ten years yeah. or eight years, maybe seven years. And I have an alternative Facebook page that I actually open to just communicate with like the twenty friends that I have in the world, called Wiley Goat or something <laughs> like that. And I haven't looked at that in seven years, so it's really just Instagram for me. That's it. I mean, but you, it is real. It's Walton Goggins bona fide, so it's real. Bona fide means real, authentic. <laughs> That's what that means. I'm bona fide. I, th- I just woke up from a disco nap, Chris. What was your what like? Was literally, I had, I, had a, I had man. I'm tired, man. I need a shot of tequila. Is that going to help right now? I think we can get. Can that. we get uh, Walton a shot? Can we? Can we get I'll Walton? I'll take one. Do, I'll take one too. Can we get shots, Walton to do like shots, nine tequila. shots and just see? Watch him unravel. You know, how do you? I mean, how do you deal? How do you deal with uh, ta- like talking? All, all day, like <laughs> it's a lot of talking. That's Can I be a honest question. with you? It, that yeah. is a really good question, and and I really do. When I go home, I really do shut down, and I and I have to make a conscious decision to not be inconsiderate to my fiance because I'm so engaged and so focused all day on pretty much everything mm-hmm. that you know sometimes I'll come home and you know she'll say like, oh, this happened or there was a problem with this and I'm, I have to say like, no problems, just give me a minute, you know, but that's not fair to her. So I have to really figure out a way to just decompress and I'm really starting to think meditation might be a good thing to do. To yeah, shut it, it is. You know, yeah. to really just yeah. focus and kind of shut it all down. How do you, how do you process it? Uh, I just come home and knock my wife around. <laughs> Try to take it out on her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no! Leave me alone. Yeah. No, no uh, when we're in the writer's room, I mean, we like... Oh, that's not the real answer. Okay, good, yeah. But when, I, I've tried it. It didn't work. She knocked me back, and it was... Uh, it was uh, 
But uh, when we write, we just get into such a weird trance of just sitting in this room, going over index cards, staring at these characters' names cross-eyed, and I'll come home and try to talk to Gia, or she'll try to talk to me, and then I'll just, my head's still spinning. I'm still trying to figure out, what does is, what is Lee Russell wear to school the next day? And I can't answer any request. I'm never present, so well, I have to work on that too. Maybe we'll both do meditation. We'll just stare at each other yeah. the yeah. whole time, yeah. figuring out. Stuff. I actually think the best person you can hang out with after work, when you think about it, is someone from work because neither one of you want to say a fucking thing. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, hey man, I could be in the room with you and just like not say anything for four hours. I won't ask you one question. Well, I bought a, um, I'm, I'm putting a small arcade in my house, and I bought a show, uh, there was a, one, one cabinet has like 80s games, another cabinet has 90s games, and the guy I bought them from was like, there's like thousands of games, and this guy goes, well, I have this four-player showcase cabinet, and it was too big for my house, so I bought it for at, for at midnight, just thinking like, well, maybe the writers need to come down and decompress and kind of like play games with each other to kind of deal with each other. So maybe, you know. And now there's a sign on that arcade cabinet that says, uh, this arcade cabinet will be off during the show tapings. Because we, we were all just like staring at people. <laughs> well, we, I, I feel like we're in this new, there's. Oh, wow. That's Thank you, Debbie. You're amazing. Joe <laughs> Jonah. Get that man! <laughs> wow. I feel like... Uh, Don Julio! This is good. Okay. I feel like we're in this era that we're in now. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Deb. Yes! By the way, I want to credit Debbie Wonder, who books the guests for our podcast. And also books Nerdist. And also has... I mean, Deb does such an amazing job. So when you hear a guest of podcast, how the fuck did that person? She got that person. So, uh, and Deb, now, now that everyone has alcohol, can I have a sparkling water, please? <laughs> Thank you. Oh man, that was just to butter you up for a fucking period. No, it wasn't. <laughs> But I think it's hey, so Chris, I know it's been 11 years, but do you want a shot of tequila? <laughs> it's been 13. <laughs> tequila was Thank one of the last know. things that I ever got drunk on. Tequila was one of the last there things. And it just was, br- there we go. Oh, there it is. There it is. Ow. Thank you very much. Wow, that's oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clarity. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> oh, it's hard going down. <laughs> I think that's. That's funny because it's water. It's water, yeah. <laughs> People are listening. We're like, "Oh my god, did he just break 13 years of sobriety <laughs> on the pot?" If we're gonna do it, I should do it on the podcast. I'm sure Marin will. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We were. I, I was with uh, Pardo, Barrett, Marin. I think we were shooting the All Star Celebrity Bowling Show, and we were kind of joking with each other, like, "If we started again, like right now, how long before our lives were at worse than they were before?" And everyone was like, "Oh, three weeks." Like everyone <laughs> just like knew that it would take three weeks to get back to get back to that place. But I, you know, this is this is the era of the of the content creator, you know, and I feel like there's a renaissance for people like you who create the stuff that you're in and you're all responsible for almost every facet of it. Do you like that or do you long for an era where it was like, I kind of want to just show up and just be an actor? <laughs> I, li- I like those jobs too. Those are definitely nice. But, uh, you know, with, with this, after Eastbound, uh, HBO just wanted to know what we wanted to do next. Thank you. And uh, we, you know, 
I, uh, the idea of just writing a complete story and not having to like see how it's received and see if you need to drag the story out, the idea of just telling one story and having an ending when you start, it just seemed like it was something cool to try out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just add that it's also, um, I've written by myself plenty of times, and, um, but to write with a partner is like, there's something about that where I think... Um, I think if, like, we were all lone wolves, you know, it might be, like, difficult to do this kind of thing by yourself, but the fact that there's a group of us, it makes it easier. Like, there's a series of checks and balances to the quality. There's accountability. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But also a sounding board, too, when you're with sure. people that, that you trust. And the support system, they'll tell you, like, that's good. Because I don't know if it's something's good or not that I've written or whatever directed until one of my buddies is like, oh, that's cool, that one sucks. Have you, have you, two, have you two ever had a huge disagreement over, like, a joke that you loved and you, Danny didn't? You know, we've had, like, arguments. Oh, we've thank had, you, Katie. I mean, I guess we've had disagreements, but um, we have, we've never, like, I don't think, we've never had, like, I mean, a personal fight never, or anything yeah, about I mean, that. Like, right? uh, all the guys we work with, we've all worked together since uh, film school, and I think we're just, uh, I don't think any of us are precious enough to ever yeah. Yeah, really get pissed right. off. And then it's also like, oh, Jody doesn't want me to say that? I'll just say it anyway. Watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, what's, but what's interesting about being around these guys, like the first, when I showed up in, in uh, Charleston, the very first time we kind of went down to do a wardrobe fitting or, or, or whatever, I went out, we went, all went out to dinner, and you're surrounded by 30 guys, and and. And we all went out to dinner, all 30 of us. And then you realize that it's, well, well that's Danny and that's Jody and, and that's David Gordon Green. And then there's the editor, Jeff, uh, Jeff Siebenick, who edits the show. He went to college with him. This guy went to college. Like, literally, you're surrounded by this, like, group of people that all went through this experience together. And you get the feeling that if you say one crossword, they will fucking kill you. <laughs> like, like, it's like you're surrounded by like, a bunch of dudes who have been friends for a very long time. And then, you know, then they accept you into the group and then you're... Do you feel group, like ex- you know? Did you feel like extra intimidated by that? Extremely like- intimidated. Third, look, there, there's not, a, there's not a, a, a gathering of 30 anybody where I wouldn't be intimidated. You know? and, and it's they're, they're a tight-knit group and they all went to film school and they all do different things on the, the things that they collaborate on. And it's, it's really funny, man, that they have this kind of history because they all add their voice to it and they're all respected and they have this history. And, and it's unique to roll with that, that many people, guys. I mean, really. Did you think about finding the toughest one and hitting him over the head? <laughs> keep, keep in mind these are film, we met at film school. Like, yeah. not like, yeah, Take out the toughest hey, we film school guy. Could tie their shoelaces together. Hey, hey, don't fuck with this. <laughs> that one can run a mile without stopping. Hit him. None of them can do that. None of them can do that. You know, one of the fun things about watching you and, and what's happened on these last, you know, 15, 16 years is you're one of those guys that when I say, so who's on the podcast? I go, oh, you know, all these people on the band, and Walton Goggins. I fucking love that guy. Like, yeah. you make all these really interesting choices, you know, uh, to work on Justified, but then to do something like this. I mean, <laughs> these are the kind of choices, though, these are the kind of choices that I think make for a, a well-rounded career that will, that will last, you know, because you don't just do one thing. So was it a conscious decision to work on a show like this, or how did, how did the opportunity come up? I, you know, it's, it is tough. It's tough, you know. It's tough because you, you uh, anybody in this business kind of starts out and has any, like, any uh, 
longevity will tell you inevitably if the, if you're Italian you're you're going to play a mobster. I mean that's just what it is, you know, uh when you first kind of get into this town or if you're from the south you're you're going to play a redneck or if you're going to do, you know, what whatever that is. Or if you're, you're from just, the south you're going to be replaced by a British person. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, I know Sean Ryan, I'll never forget this Sean Ryan the creator of uh, uh I couldn't I couldn't believe this this dude. He after like after the shield, you know, seven years of working with this guy. I heard like the first interview I heard with him after the shield was said. He literally said, "Well, I'm having to like the next show that he cast. I'm, I'm having to look to England for my leading men because there just aren't any men in America anymore." And I said, well, "Who are you talking to, motherfucker?" <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. You know, no, sir, I mean, it was... Uh, yeah, men have yeah, had a but, bad time. But, I mean, because you, you come from, you know, you come from this, and you, I think you, you, you graduate from a, from a place of uh, just being ferried around from room to room, and it's like, well, this is what you do, and this is what you do, to the point uh, where actually people want to hear what you have to say. And, and I think when you, when you get that power, that it's best to use it wisely, you know, and to, uh, to do something different every single time if you, if you get a chance to. Yeah, but how, first of all, Brian Cranston said the exact same thing, and he kind of has that thing too, where people are like, wow, and that's, that's also part of that interesting thing. But how do you make, and this is for all of you guys, how, how do you make decisions... It's so easy to make ego-based decisions, and there are so many things that play to your ego that you could get, you could take a role because of some reason, like, oh, you should really do this because of this other dumb, you know, like, rather than, I really just want to do this thing. But you know what? So then I'll say this. I'll say that, that that's like living your life, like, based on a calculation, you know, and it's like, to live your life in that way, then you're just trying to get to this place that happens to be all the way out here. I've never lived my life that way. You know, I, I really genuinely pick things based on the material, and regardless if it's a day of working on something or six months of, of working on something, it's irrelevant to me. And when you get the opportunity to work with these guys, I, I would have worked with them for a day, you know, for one episode kind of coming in because I'm a big fan, and I would have fucking killed it. You can bet that. <laughs> for sure, I would have killed it. And, but the opportunity kind of came to, to work with them on a, on a, in, a, in a real way, in a real meaningful way. And, and there was no calculation. There was no, oh, what does this mean for my career? Like, what, what can I Instagram can I get with Danny McBride and Jody Hill? Like, like this would be a great one. You know, Walter Goggins really, bona fide. Yeah, no, but it was really about, no, this, these, guys are the, these guys are artists, you know, that care about story more than anything else. And, and that's the only thing that I've ever, like, back to working with Rob Zombie, man. You know, I mean, that was that he was an artist. He is an artist, and uh, and it was like I, I just I just want to work with people that actually have something that they really want to say. And if you follow your heart, then success will will follow, man. You'll get a chance to really be at, sit at tables where people want to listen to you. I mean, it. Oh yes, yes, of course. That is Drop an applause moment. Anyway, <laughs> and then hello, to the Lil. I have not given up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, for Danny and for Jody, this, I always feel like you guys are in a club that sort of operates outside the business because it feels like you get to do what you want to do. And how did, you achieve, how did you make that happen? How did you achieve that? That's a good question. I mean, like, I think we're always just waiting for the day the door closes and they're like, you can't do what you want to do anymore. It's like with every chance we get, we always just kind of look at 
what are we seeing out there? And let's just do whatever is the opposite of that. You know, we, with uh, the stories we tell, we like to start these stories uh, from characters that you would not usually start the story with. You know, with Vice Principals, you know, Lee and Gamby, those are the, the villains of the story. You know, the, the principal is the hero. And, uh, but that story's boring. You've seen it. It's called Lean on Me. And this is... Uh... <laughs> Someone's taking that movie down a bag. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, that, it is just like, you know, taking something you've seen before. <laughs> you know these They used to call me Crazy Joe. <laughs> Finally. But it is, it's just like, this is, a, uh, this is a story that you know you've seen before. You've seen the educator that comes into a situation and turns things around. And, but you've never seen the story of the two assholes who try to stop them from doing that. Right. And, so, <laughs> and so we're like, well, that seems like something that I would go see. I haven't seen that before. And, uh, and for better or worse, that's, that's weirdly how we sort of follow our gut. We just try to do the, uh, the different, uh, different version yeah. of what people want to see, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because honestly, we've had probably at least uh, financially, critic, maybe debatable, but... Uh, We've had probably more failures than we have success, and we um, just happened to get lucky with Eastbound, and it connected with people. And um, you know, we've had the opportunity to, to create our own things, which um, I guess it started at like we kind of established that with Foot Fist Way, and at least my mindset is like ride that wave. You know, if I have kids one day and owe a bunch of money to get them through college, I mean, I guess I would take a you know like a director for a higher job, but I figured like try to ride it as long as we can and just make weird stuff, you know? Yeah, and I, and I think that's... Don't have kids, Jody. You're going to be good. <laughs> and it's over. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but it... You know, a million sounds like a lot. I, that's what I said yeah. to the doctor. The doctor calls what's, me up, what's guys. Going, I don't know deal. what's going so on Matt, 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 Matt's wife, I, I'm just, having the IVF with my wife, right? We're trying to get right? a baby, at least one. Right. Knock on wood, we got four embryos, am I right? <laughs> that's not wood. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh... But so I, I didn't know, that you know, I got the phone call from my urologist, and he's like, uh, okay, just Matt, just, we got your results. Just want to let you know, uh, your sperm count's a million. And I'm like, fuck yeah, That's a, a lot, million right? of anything is awesome. If I had a million dollars, that'd be great. Yeah. And he's like, just so you know, normal is uh, 80 to 120 million. Oh. <laughs> you got dumb cum. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest. The dumbest. <laughs> you, you, that, maybe that saved you a few times in your life. You know what? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. You know, what, you know yeah. what's got to be crazy about that? Think about all the times in your life up to there you're like, oh my God, what if I got that person pregnant? And it was almost impossible. Yeah, well, well that's, why said, <laughs> that's why I said to my wife. Yeah. You never had the stress you all those going. times. That's why I said to my wife, I was like, honey, you haven't gotten pregnant yet. I, it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> so, so it was me. Anyway, that's where we're at, guys. Turn around. Yeah. Good luck, man. I'm the Thank you. Around. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate believe it. in your sperm. I believe in <laughs> Thank you. I believe in them. I'm going to have Those them play fellas. that sound this clip. This may be the I believe in your sperm. <laughs> Let's see it. Let's fire a million out here right now. Let's see how fire that works. Fire a million out. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Fuck, I lost count. One, two, three. But you fall, oh, goddammit. <laughs> but I think what's so inspirational about it is that. Wait, Lean the... on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. 
Uh, oh my god. But I do the things that, but legitimately. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> like, like, no, what's weird about, like, I was literally dead, I was dead asleep 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, I was He was. I was like, Walt, where the fuck are you? <laughs> what have you guys been doing? So you had the panel. Wait, here. Have you guys been just doing nonstop press all day? Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets back to that, the, the conversation about like, conversations with people. And I, and I think, I don't know, I think for a lot of people in, in the entertainment business or, or even outside of it, you, you, if you expend that amount of energy during the day, then, then you need just as much you know, time alone. You know, mm-hmm. if you're out in the public or, or, or interfacing with people for 10 hours a day, God, I mean, I need at least six hours alone by myself just to kind of refuel. Yeah. yeah. But also I think the, uh, and it's not their fault, but sort of the monotony of, you know, press junket, you know, they only have a couple minutes with you guys, so you're going to get the same top-level questions. But don't you feel that that's lame? Though? I mean, like, 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 the, uh, like we went to the hall today, the Comic-Con, and... And you're surrounded by people. I mean, I, I know it for these these guys. I mean, I don't know you guys too well. Yeah, <laughs> but you know a lot but, about but that. I mean, I, but these are these are extremely. I'm I mean, about to pop a million. Are, yeah, I'm a, one point. But but these are extremely. I mean, we're we're pretty. I mean, I know you, we're pretty personal guys. And and uh, and just to be in the hall and, and you just have to like sign and kind of pass, sign and pass, sign and pass. And that's I mean even that's hard because you just want to like hang out and talk to people. Right. A little bit, but you, it, don't, you don't get but the But just the numbers of it, you know, it's just, yeah, it, exactly. it, it's just, it's unfortunately not possible. Exactly. And that's sort of, that's sort of what has to happen. But I think, you know, uh, you, you do want to have real connections with people. But there's just so much. It's particularly at Comic-Con, there's so, 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 so much. And you're never going to see everything. Yeah. Uh, and I always, I always feel like at Comic-Con, I'm either missing <laughs> something or late for something, sure. you know. And you'll never take all of it in. You'll never take all of it in. Have you gotten to walk around the floor at all? I just, I just got here this, this morning. Yeah, so and I leave tomorrow morning, so I haven't. But I mean, I've been here before, so I've gotten a chance to walk around. Yeah, do you do you walk around at all, Danny? You know, I got a I have a four year old and a one year old at home, so this trip is really just like I can sleep in till nine without someone <laughs> punching me in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually his wife. <laughs> Tell everyone you knocked me around. How fucking funny is that? <laughs> so how are you? You guys are done. Done now. You're done. Everything's all. Is it all done now? This is it. Yeah. Right. We're done. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're done. We're done. I mean, really, Danny? Are we, done really, are we, are we done? Are we done? You mean in terms of Comic Con or in terms? In terms of, of vice principles. Uh, yeah. You know, we, uh, we wrote a complete story. It, it has an ending that, uh, you know, it has a beginning, a middle, and end. It's all done. And so I think we are. I think there's something cooler about just coming up with another story. I mean, there's so much out there competing for people's attention. I just think it's boring to just retread the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, have a, I, have, I have a question. I have a question for you guys. Um, because, and you have done it. And what's really interesting... Uh, Quentin does it, and he has this this stable of people, and and Paul Thomas Anderson, and a lot of a lot of these filmmakers kind of have this stable. But, but you guys, you guys have this with Craig, and I would imagine with Will, and and just and with me, Michael Payne, you have with me. <laughs> but but I mean, you have a you have a stable of actors that you that you know that you have worked with several times that they kind of come back. That, that's that's pretty cool. How does that feel? Uh, yeah, it feels great, Walton. You'll. Uh... <laughs> You're, uh, you're this close to me. <laughs> you were almost there. <laughs> but do you like that? I mean, you like that. You like to be like... Sort of got to be fucking asking me, but cool. he's out. Yeah. 
We, uh, you know, when we, like this show, for instance, we shot, it was almost, what, seven months we shot. We wrote yeah. for a year, yeah. and we, we shot for seven months, and uh, the interview process for every job, whether it's an actor or a writer, it really comes down to, like, are they an asshole? Can we yeah. hang out with them for that long yeah. or not? Yeah. And, uh, and so we love to just surround ourselves with people that we get along with and that are nice and treat people good yeah. so that after all that time, you don't walk away, like... Yeah. hating someone and, and we've been very lucky that with Walton with guys like Steve Little or Will yeah. Ferrell or Craig Robinson all these guys are really good people and they're fun to work with so love the opportunity to do it again P.S. Sure. Craig Robinson yeah. is fucking great on yeah. Mr. Robot right now yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean do you do you want to do more dramatic stuff at some point like 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 really you know I just finished Alien Covenant two weeks ago whoa <laughs> and like Everyone, everyone I talked to was like, "Oh, are you are you making jokes and you get killed?" And I'm like, "No, there is no jokes in this movie." At all. Right. <laughs> but people do get killed right and left. It was it was weird to be on a movie like that. I've never been on a movie where people just get straight killed in the movie. You start the film with like 20 people going to dinner at night, and then each week it's like less and less and less. It's like, oh, they went home. They went home. They got killed. <laughs> you know, I think that um. Uh, our show starts out, re- you know, funny, like more um, maybe traditional, you know. Um, yeah. And as the two seasons go on, I think that it's going to work it like towards you know drama and darkness and these kind of crazy things. And um, even more so than Eastbound, which I think had a lot of shades of this. I think this goes to places that it's going to be kind of hard to tell the difference between the, the drama and the comedy. And um, besides that, we did we just finished a movie that's it's funny but it's much more of a drama than this one that i think uh, i think, I think you'll see a full like crazy yeah. range from dan it's gonna be great well we don't really even i think categorize ourselves yeah, as genres comedy yeah. anyway it's like uh we we honestly weirdly write them as if they are dramas with dick jokes in them yeah. like, <laughs> that's, it. that's it they're essentially yeah. character pieces. yeah and so i think in a, in a weird way it is like uh i don't know to think that a comedy or a drama can't like venture into some territory, you know, that it has to be exclusive to each. Uh, it, you know, it kind of feels limiting. So I think even sure. in this, there's Walton does some of the most dramatic, strange stuff I've yeah. ever seen anyone do in the show, and I think it like goes beyond anything that I've seen in a comedy before. And yeah, uh, yeah I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's very weird and <laughs> disturbing. We actually I, I <laughs> saw the first. I just want to say I saw the first two episodes. Danny obviously is hilarious because we've all seen him be hilarious. But Walton genuinely surprised me with how fucking engagingly hilarious you yeah, are in this sure. show. Yeah. Like, it's just... Walton is so... I just cannot wait for you guys to see the second episode, which is tomorrow. It's so... He's so... It's great. I We actually have uh, about 15 minutes, so I want to um, oh, answer a couple of questions, fan questions. Uh, if, if you guys are game for it, there's a question in the front row. What is your name? Megan. What's your question? Um, one, I'm really upset I left Hall H to come here because you told me all the stuff I missed. And that's bad. Well, um, <laughs> I missed Marvel to come here. Well, you were going to find out sooner or later anyway, so you're welcome. In that room all day already. Okay. So, Why well, didn't spoil everything? This still sounds like it's on you. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to see you. You could have taken the pedicab with Chris. Yeah, that's right. But I came here early because, you know, whatever. That's all right. You seem happy about it, though. Uh, do you want to, uh, <laughs> do you have a question? Do you have a question? Yeah, no, I do. Okay. <laughs> um, what is your, uh, what's your question? 
Um, I just really love you, like a lot. And um, Walton Goggins. And whoa, wait a second. Whoa, what's you, happening Jody, right now? Hold on. Side note, fuck you, you Danny McBride. <laughs> hey. Fuck your face. Hey, I don't like how you boss. started this off this anyway. This boss. whole age shit. This, this is my boss. Every time my sister asks <laughs> me when I bought something, I'll say, I got it when I was prostitute. Like when, okay. from, when you say that in, what was that movie? Oh, you're a fan. Oh, okay. Yes. Apple Express. That's what it's from. Anyway, you were on my two favorite shows just ever. Sons of Anarchy and Justified. And I just want to know how great she it was. She loves FX. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I just want to know, like, how great it was to be on those two shows. Because they're so big. They're such, like, big, like, cult followings. Uh, well, uh... <laughs> uh Boyd would say, uh, uh, hey, Venus. Hey, Boyd. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, uh, I just, I, I love both of them, you know, equally, uh... They're, they're, they both uh, mean a, a great deal to me, and um, and uh, Venus just made me look at the world differently. You know, when you look at it from a woman's perspective, and you look at it from a uh, 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 the marginalized among us, you know, and you kind of see how difficult like day to day is for them. Uh, it uh, it really kind of changed me. And Boyd Crowder is very close to me. I mean, I'm I'm poor and I'm from the South, and my greatest. Uh, uh, goal in life was to wind up on the Chris Hardwick Nerdist podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was a glass ceiling that very few people break through, and uh, and then you're here. You We're know, a dream so factory. You, We're a dream factory here at the Nerdist yeah. podcast. Uh, also, uh, Thor dies <laughs> in the next... I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. He doesn't die. He's a god. What are you talking about? You were going to find that stuff out on the internet anyway. You just got an abridged version of it here. How great. Oh, you're trying to get a selfie? A picture? Okay. What's happening? Oh. Right. Sorry, I licked your That's head. Moose. What is your question? So, uh, I love the first episode. At Walton, you do a great southern accent. And um, Danny, I, I guess. I guess you yeah, don't. What's the process of doing do that, Walton? Good, good actor. Walton, answer. Walton is a... from the south. He's, he's a southern boy. <laughs> and Danny, I guess you don't do accents. I don't know no, uh, where it takes no. place. That's fine. Uh, my question is <laughs> You're real perceptive, bro. <laughs> I mean, it goes with the humor. It's great. It's awesome. But my question is, can we get a shot of tequila? <laughs> no, no. We can't give you tequila. I came down here for that. No, my, my real question is, how amazing was it to, to work with Bill Murray? And was he one of your idols? Growing he, up? He, he is. He's, he's an incredible idol. And luckily, I was able to like, work with him in two very much loved films. Uh, Aloha and Rock the Casbah, which everyone loved. And... Uh, <laughs> He, uh, but I, I met him there. Casba? He's amazing. He, he's incredible. We were lucky to have him. Bye, Chris. <laughs> what? No, he I left. just. Uh, let's give it up Sorry. for Chris pulling focus. Hardwick, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> you were talking about Bill Murray. I'm sorry. I was just harassing some kids. Uh, you had a question. All right, Walton. First off, I know you're from Alabama. Is it Roll Tide or Go Dogs? Well, I mean, it, well, wow, whoa. Be careful. Shit, answer very Wait, carefully. There are two shit. snipers in the roof. Oh, shit. You're well, getting I, shot, I, but I, it's just well, which I mean, direction? Like, like, I guess the Roll Tide side of me would have just been a year old, uh, so I don't know how much he watched football. I, I, I actually moved to Georgia, to Atlanta, when I was a year old. Can I ask one more? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of you guys do so much, and as for young people that are coming up in entertainment and things, Entertainment now has become a level where you don't have to be just an actor, just a director, just a producer. And Chris, you do so many shows. How do you guys focus and bring 100% on every project you do? 
I personally don't do that many projects. So, like, <laughs> you guys are laughing, but I'm actually kind of serious. One, one thing at a time. I did. I don't know. Oh my god! And even that then, a, like eighty percent. I mean, I give them. A, I give them hundred percent, but it's just oh you know, one every couple of years. <laughs> Danny, what do you what do you have an answer for that? Uh, uh, hmm. Uh, you know. You just—I don't know. You—you uh, you find the energy for it. If you really enjoy what you're doing, you figure out how to get yourself there and how to show up awake. If you really like it, so that's, always that's, choose things you enjoy. Yeah, the thought of failing in front of a huge audience is pretty scary. <laughs> so you try, like, you're seeing it, it right suck. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to jump in here uh, really quickly. You—you you, because you ask a serious question it demands a serious answer. Walk in and, and be the most prepared person in the room. You know what I mean? Uh, give your 100%, not because nobody's looking. You give 100% because no one isn't looking. And you, you walk in, and, and you, that preparation will meet with success on whatever level it does. And, and even if it doesn't, you will get something from it that will serve you uh, uh, in, in ways that you know not. I mean, walking into the, walking into the Hateful Eight cast for you... You know what, man? I mean, that's been my, my whole life, man. And I, and I know these guys. I mean, D- D- Danny and Jody and I have talked about this. It's, I mean, I, my mother made $12,000 a year, man. I mean, I grew up, like, uh, on the other side of the tracks in Atlanta, Georgia. You like do a, a little... great southern accent. Hey, man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Right. Uh, no, uh, yeah, you, 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 I mean, you do. You, you work, you know, you just you, you work hard, man. That's what, that's what you do, you know, uh, every single day. And, like, like I remember, like... Uh, the very first time, kind of uh, uh, after Django, even after Django, like 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 sitting there having to, to be at the Hateful Eight uh, at like eleven o'clock, kind of table read, and uh, and like just sitting there looking at everybody, kind of in that room, before I walked in, and it was like, fuck, man, I can't, man, I can't walk in that room, you know, and I just kind of like just like exhaled before I walked in, and I said, on my worst fucking day. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then you walk in and you just do it because I read the story. I know, I know his material. I mean, I read it a hundred times before we even did it. Whether I got it or whether I didn't get it, it was irrelevant. You know, I got to say his words in front of him. And that's how I felt about these guys the first time I, I, I met them. I think, I think that the young generation today are so occupied with missing the six steps that you need in order to build a foundation to have a really meaningful life. Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? It's like, like you start here, and it doesn't mean you necessarily get here. You start here, and you just focus on getting to the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step. I mean, and for me, I've been doing this for 25 years. I'm the dude who came to Los Angeles with $300 in his pocket, you know? And, Braggart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seven million sperm strong. <laughs> I'm just saying, can I, boom, a five-year-old, Augustus Somerset Goggins, and I stopped there on my decision. Can I actually, can I just jump in here? Seven million's actually not a lot. It's like no, it's 80 a, or 120. 485 million. But it's okay, it's okay. But it's more than one. 795 million. It's more than one. And just really, really quickly, if I can jump in on your answer, too. This Com- in there. Comic-Con sort of a microcosm of, of what my life is, and people say, you know, how do you manage all the panels and how do you manage everything? I basically just, 
I live in this, I just live in today. You know, I know tomorrow, like I'm, tomorrow I'm doing two panels and I'm just not thinking about them yet. I kind of know what they are and I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with tomorrow tomorrow, I guess, you know. So I'm just, I don't take it all on at once. I think that's kind of uh, a way to go about it. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Good. What's your question? Hey, uh, this question is for uh, Jody Hill and Mr. McBride. Daniel, if I may. Um, yes. Curious. <laughs> Daniel Richard. Big heroes. This is like a dream come true to be talking to you guys or whatever. I'm going to puke, Thanks, I think. But um, I was curious to know if you guys had one character that you may have modeled after somebody who you know in real life in any of your TV shows or movies, maybe Eastbound and Down in particular. Uh, I think there are like two or three guys that Jody and I know that we model almost everything we do after. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we cannot tell you who it is because they cannot know that we're doing it. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, like, we'll be on set and we'll be like, I think it needs a little more, I don't know, Earl. It needs a little more Earl. Give it a little more Earl. And like, then they'll like it. Danny totally knows what that means and just starts doing it. <laughs> but it. But it is. There's a, you know, and it's also like a lot of guys that we grew up with. You know, Jody and I were... Uh, we went to art school. We were both, uh, you know, we weren't your typical guys growing up in the South. And, uh, and so I think in some ways Kenny Powers and some of these characters we represent are guys that, uh, that might have fucked with us when we were younger. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. And now we embody them. Yeah, we've, we've never played baseball. We don't follow baseball. Any of that stuff. <laughs> are there time for one more question? Hey, um, so as much as I really want to ask a question to Danny about how he feels about having Channing Tatum as a gimp. Um, my question is directed at all of you. So I was here last night, and Dan Harmon was here in the Balboa. Uh, and to make his money worth, he literally stripped down to his underwear and started rapping about Poison Ivy at the Comic-Con, and um, just a lot of profanity. So I'm just wondering what you guys are going to do to make up to that. What? We have to top... <laughs> We have to top Dan Harmon stripping down and rapping to Poison Ivy? Honey, there's not enough tequila on this table. Yeah, we, we drank Don Julio. I mean, you guys didn't have any, but we did. Wait, one more, one more question. Uh, hey, this is for Danny. Um, I think your entrance in This is the End was, like, one of the best moments in comedy in, like, the last... I don't know how long. I, like, died when I saw that, and so I'm curious, like, what was that like writing or, or filming and all that. I just thought that was like so brilliant <laughs> of like a scene, and I, I'm curious about it. Uh, you know, uh, Seth and Evan wrote that film, and uh, you know, they had talked about that movie for a few years. Like when we were on Pineapple Express, they were talking about how they wanted to make that film, and it was just something where I didn't ever really think that that would be a movie somebody would make. And, uh, and they sent me the script, and it was like, it, first of all, I was like, oh, this is incredible. And then it was like, this is what they think of me? They think I would do this? <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. That movie was hands down one of the best times I've ever had doing anything. Those guys are so much fun, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Like, and when you came down to that set, you know, I had some buddies who were like working on the crew, and they're like, "Oh, you you better come prepared." These Franco is fucking lighting Jonah up. You better everything's on the board, and so you just had to come ready to have all your failures thrown at you. It was it was almost. Uh, Therapy. It was good. <laughs> well, I want to uh, hugely thank you guys for being here. I know you had a crazy long day. 
It's, it's always fun. I wish we could catch up in life. You know, we always catch up on podcasts. We will. But uh, a huge hand for Walton Goggins and Danny McBride and Jody Hill. And that's going to do it for us on the Nerdist Podcast on the early show. I want to thank you guys so much. I'm sorry you missed the Marvel panel. I apologize for being late. I did the best I could to get here as quickly as possible. Uh, but have a wonderful night. Be nice to each other. Enjoy your burrito. Thanks for coming, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.